0: Hello ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Right Act, the Alternative Music Podcast. Look Renfrey, look at look at my cat. Gosh, she's just she's
1: cute, she? uh, s- sprawled out. What is she doing? She looks like she's modelling for a centrefold in I Playboy. I she's so cute.
0: Mm, I wouldn't say oh, cute, uh,
1: maybe sexy? <laughs>
0: oh, you just pulled a face wow.
1: which was basically like, do not fuck my cat. Yeah. You dare fuck my cat.
0: Mate, you'd be in big trouble. <laughs> Would I? Someone threatened to steal my cat. Like oh, yeah. about a week ago. Yeah. Like as a joke. Steal and fuck. Or just steal. Just steal. Okay. And I wouldn't like that if they'd said fuck, wouldn't like that.
1: What's worse? The bonjo being stolen or being fucked.
0: I think both of them make me really angry. Um, I'll go full Liam Neeson and in taking if anyone does. I'm not sure bon about this
1: intro, I have to say. It doesn't make me look good. It <laughs> makes me look like I like fucking cats. Well, you
0: said, said it. it's sexy. <laughs>
1: And then you Okay, up to be fucking clear, bonjour. She's just lying is on her back. But sp- no, she's sprawled
0: out, legs relaxing. akimbo. Mm-hmm.
1: She's certainly relaxing. I mean, well, maybe she isn't
0: relaxing. Maybe she's right, getting... That's just how she likes to sit. That's fine. Welcome to Riot Act. Welcome to Say Night in a Riot Act. We're actually a, we're actually a music podcast as well. Yeah, we are. believe it or yeah, not. I'm Stephen Hill. I'm actually a sort of proper music journalist. This is remy <laughs> Dedman. He's actually a proper music journalist believe as well. It or not. But um, quite a kind of sexually aggressive one. <laughs> <laughs> and um, <laughs> and uh, we are part of Musicism, who must be absolutely delighted uh, um, at signing us two up to uh, do a podcast for them when they are such brilliant musicians and, and bring such a brilliant service. You can go to musicism.net and just scour the website to see if you can find any little traces of anyone talking about having sex with cats. <laughs> um, you won't find it. But what you will find is some of the the finest young musicians in the country, giving you some tips on how to be a better guitarist, producer, um, or singer, vocalist. And I believe Remy, uh, Remy, 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 I believe, didn't we, uh, you wanted to say a congratulations <laughs> I that. just
1: wanted to, go the, the, the uh, guitar tutor and uh, guitarist of Tosca, Rabia, uh, won the award for best new guitarist with Total Guitar. So it's not just us wanging on about Tosca and we're not just saying it because they're our mates and Mm -hmm. all this kind of stuff. Turns out he's fucking good at guitar. I kind of already knew that, but it's nice to have an award to... Say yeah, so 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 shout out beer well done well done that's amazing. yeah
0: congratulations and it's only 9.99 a month if you want to go oh, yes. over and, and and in fact that's musicism not the award music, yeah. that i was just <laughs>
1: talking about <laughs> beer didn't just buy it and yeah. well yeah, it's actually not a Karang award. maybe we should get beer on and say so what's all this uh, nonsense about you not about you pull me up on that buying like an an award?
0: not a kerrang award so yeah. oh yeah i thought so, you so, gonna go oh we <laughs> shouldn't say that i'm only, i mean i'm just being a cunt for being a cunt so <laughs> can't i but, those kerrang um, awards
1: i saw one the other day i was around our friend uh emma van Dyke's house hey em um and she has um, dillinger's uh k award they're fucking heavy you can properly
0: brutally murder someone with one mm, of those worth every penny <laughs> um so I, I do you know what i that makes me that makes you sound like i know people buy Kerang awards. i'm just being a prick i don't i'm just being a i'm just being a prick and starting fights which is what i have been told if, i do if quite dillinger a lot. have won <laughs> if
1: dillinger have won a kerrang award then there is well they deserved it yeah exactly.
0: Don't know if baby metal did. Um <laughs> anyway, uh 99 nine, 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 nine. nine, or if you for the for the musicism courses, musicism.net, go over there and you can get 25% off if you put in Riot in capital letters at the checkout. Yeah. All right, there as you go. If, as
1: if you're shouting
0: it. Yeah. Riot! Riot! Like Matt Tuck. <laughs> <laughs> what a douche. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> nah, you're right. Yeah. It is. <laughs> um, anyway, I mean, yeah, it he actually is. Um, on this week's show, we're going to be catching up on another seven albums that we've missed in the pre-right act era. Although I say that one of them is quite new. Uh
1: huh. But two of
0: them are quite new, aren't they? Part, uh, this is maybe. part
1: duh effectively.
0: Um, yeah, I think so. Um, All right. Fair well, anyway, look, one of them is the 1975 album, pedantic, which we put in at the last minute. That came out last week, and we decided that we were going to we we're going to put it in because it appears to be quite a big deal, doesn't it? The old 1975 <laughs> album. So we will be talking about that in a little bit amongst six. Other records as well. Uh, if you want to go over to patreon.com forward slash right act podcast, give us some money, you cunt. Give us your money, give us your fucking money, you <laughs> bastard. And we will give you literally just call your cunt. No, you no, 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 no.
1: We what? will be doing Rioters Review in December. It's December now. Fuck December it. now. Uh, we will be doing Rioters Review at some point super soon. We have gone through everyone's. Uh, we have th- actually we've done picked, the long yeah. list. We've picked about 10. Was it 8 or 10 records? Something like that. Eight let's say eight because that's less work it and, eight. and um we will be doing them super soon
0: okay yeah And oh, we'll be doing it whether we put it up or not is another thing entirely <laughs> but we will yeah be, yeah just like these fucking it. specials yeah i know sorry fine. about that anyway um but yeah we'd appreciate it any contributions are always most welcome because um i got jaffa cakes this week that my mum bought me it, they, um, i've so not paid for these i've had one more, oh, eating on the more eating on the podcast. It- yeah, but do you know what? I fucking got... I, I'm so hungry, mate. I can't be... You know, anyway. It
1: does not seem my- that when, when people complain about stuff we do on the podcast, that's just us going, fine, we'll fucking do it some more then. Yeah, <laughs> like, we're I know. not very good at yeah, I kind know. Of Sorry. paying attention I to people. I've actually had one while we've been recording. And that's true. I just that's smashed
0: true. two before we started, but they're oh. staring at me. I'm going to have to at some point, but I'm not going to do it now. Anyway, um, fairly busy week for gigs, Renfri. Mm-hmm. Relatively, yeah, yeah. I would say. Yeah. Um, we're going to talk about Bring Me The Horizon a little bit. I was going to go to Bring Me The Horizon last week, and I ended up not going on the day, although we will be talking about that, unfortunately. Um, but we'll, we'll talk about that in a bit. Did uh, you want to see Tesseract? I did. Um,
1: I saw them, uh, well, supported by Between the Buried and Me yeah, as well. how were they? Between the Buried and Me were great. I, I really like Latter Day, Between the Buried and Me, but the weird thing with them... Um, do you like? Automate. we i know we spoke we've done automator one yeah um i do really like automator two and as a Mm. matter of fact i thought the highlight of the set was the final song they played which is from automator two it's track three i think it's called voice of trespasses Mm -hmm. it's really it's god how would you explain it's like between the buried and me trying to play the um moss eisley cantina star wars theme yeah it's fucking amazing. It's one of the best songs they've ever done. I think I absolutely love it. And they've got a bit of previous with that, doing that kind of. They do stuff, actually. They? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, there's an amazing hoedown in the middle of one of the songs in Colors, which I
0: fuck. They love. played. Um, they played with Dillinger years ago the LA Two. Nice. One of the I think one of the last times I went to the the old what is the mean you'll either know the LA Two or the Mean Fiddler, mm-hmm. and they were supporting Dillinger, and to get a, a Dillinger skate plan crowd going, ah. But yeah. when they went into this like kind of bluegrass whiskey, yeah, bluegrass, fucking, yeah. do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, it was yeah. really really funny. So fucking yeah, great. Um, yeah, I, I really like. I, I, I think their recorded output. Uh, well, as you know, I didn't care for Coma. coma I elliptic. didn't like
1: Coma. It's my least favorite yeah. between record. I have to say, but everything else they've done is great. You, you're
0: kinder to the latter
1: day material than I am. I know you like Parallax. I, yeah, I love that. Blebdy, 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 bleb i think it's cool but i don't love it they didn't play anything from it anyway but but no no but you know between the very me they had 45 minutes which is like i think they played six songs five six songs you know um they started with the first track from automata 2 which is i can't remember what it's called but it's 13 and a half 14 minutes yeah bravery to do that when you're a support band fuck me I remember going on about Mastodon starting with a thirteen minute song for their last Brixton show. Yeah. Uh, in an independent review, but that's even bolder, you mm. know, as a support act. I thought they were really good. I think the thing I've seen between the buried and me back in the day, and I've also seen when I see them now, they mix up like old and new material and f- the only, the only shit is I do prefer the older material generally. Right. Like colours, great misdirect, uh alaska alaska the, like those three records are just so fucking brilliant mm. but bit of a shitty thing to complain about so um <laughs> so, so fuck me uh, <laughs> yeah. but um they played son of nothing from colors which kind of um oh, nice. uh that yeah that yeah. that scratched that itch um they were really good i really really enjoyed them um i think i'd even go as far as to say i enjoyed them ever so slightly more and
0: tesseract wow now Who, i was gonna go to this gig I'm you're really pointing
1: annoyed. at me very aggressively <laughs> yeah sorry like, i'll talk about where i
0: did go i basically <coughs> um got kind of called away for duty uh for for the metal hammers magazine um on saturday night but i was all het up and set up to go to tesseract mm. and i was really really looking forward to it and you know i was quite happy to go where i went which i'll talk about in a minute but I had a little kind of pang of regret that I didn't get to see this show because I was super... I I think the last two Tesseract albums have been fucking brilliant.
1: They are definitely... I I started paying a lot more attention to Tesseract from... Is it Polaris, the third one? Yeah. Um, I started paying a lot more attention to them from that record. Um, And yes, lots of material from both those records, Polaris and Sonder. Uh, Four Mm -hmm. songs from each, I think. Yeah. it was it was very good. It was very good. Um, I think they had this amazing lighting show, um, which was just synced brilliantly with everything. And they do that whole thing of like putting the putting everything directly into the PA so it sounds absolutely fucking massive and huge and all this kind of thing. Tight as fuck as you'd expect. Yeah, they, um, they
0: sound good live. They, they do that kind of sugar thing, don't they? Where they kind of play through the PA. Yeah, that's what that's yeah, yeah. That, that's what I meant. But I
1: explained it really badly. Yeah. Um, basically, there's no amps on stage. Yeah, it's just all going through the PA. Um, there is a proper reason for that, but it's too technical and we don't know what it is. Um, but uh, they were really fucking amazing. I actually, funnily enough, considering that I really got on board with Tesseract from the third album onwards it was when they were playing stuff from the, particularly the first record, one that I really thought it went off. Like, and it kind of made me go, I really need to re-listen to that record because the first time I heard it, like whenever it came out, 2010, 2012, whatever it was, I was fairly kind of like, yeah. If you recall at that time, if you recall at that time, there were so many of those genty bands coming out all the fucking time. And it was just a bit like, yeah, it's just another one of those records. I think as time has gone on, Tesseract have kind of, I still think that they are a band who firmly have gent roots, but to describe them as a gent band is a little bit harsh these days. I think,
0: yeah, I, I think, so this is going to sound a bit wanky, but I think tonally and technically they are. Yeah, but no, no have, I know what you they mean. They have the, the sort of the root and heart of a, of a kind of a rock band. Ooh, blimey. Do you know what I mean? I, I, I feel like a lot of tech metal, and a lot of that sort of gent scene, is a little bit um, cold. Yeah, well, uh, emotionless sometimes. Well,
1: not emotionless for the people playing it, but it can come across
0: as quite emotionless. I think... I think they go for... Everything seems to go from the technicality above uh any kind of emotional resonance that's why i find a lot of the yes time. yes and
1: tesseract definitely don't do that they rein it in and they actually do play songs is a really good example of that because mm. there's like nine tracks 35 minutes bish bash bosh yeah um i'd still oh, this isn't really fair to mention it in a live review but i'm just going to sort of bring this up just because we've never really talked about it i don't think as um i think you are a bigger Tesseract fan than I am. Mm-hmm. Um, I like them very much. I think you like them a, a fair bit more than that.
0: I like them a lot, yeah.
1: Um, I think I really like... Is it, um, is it Dan Tompkins? Dan Tompkins. Thank he's, you.
0: I really like Dan's uh, screen vocals a lot. and He's new to that, you know. Is he's he? He's never done that before. It's, it's only been the last couple of years that he's kind of learnt... How to do that he oh, doesn't really listen to much sort of metal I band. thought
1: I thought that was great mm. that there, there are times when when he's singing clean uh, this feels so horrible to say I'm sorry about this guys because I know some of them listen to this but there are times when I felt like I was watching like a member of a boy band because it's so clean and squeaky front fronting a tech metal band Oh, you were looking at me like I've said something fucking horrendous.
0: You kind of have. I don't think.
1: <laughs> for, um, and that is something that I feel on record and live. And I've never, that has never totally gelled with me, mm-hmm. if mm-hmm. I am totally honest. But like technically and proficiently, fucking incredible. But there are, there are just times where it's like, this seems to be almost like a little schism, like an invisible curtain between band and and vocalist. i don't know if that's you know, oh gosh just the way that you looked at me just it's gonna haunt my dreams <laughs> um but yes that's that's kind of like but that's more kind of how i feel about Tesseract overall rather than this show i mean their energy was amazing the light show was brilliant dan was constantly jumping into the crowd um and yeah it was fantastic and sold out as well I don't know is was sold out, which is brilliant because you know four albums in british tech tech metal you know selling out 2000 cap venue Mm -hmm. 2300 something like that it's wonderful so i fully support them and i want them to continue growing and being excellent and i love the fact that they refuse to stand still through their albums do you think i've reigned it back
0: (laughs) i hope so mate i i i'm i was i was sort of very very uh i re- it's a real shame i really really wanted to go to a gig but it was um, really good yeah it was really yeah, it was and, a and really fucking, good band. you know they deserve it they're they're good they're a good band and they're they're good people as well um i went to see mm. conan and conjurer and wren at the boston Ooh, music room me that's a doomy bloody
1: heavy uh,
0: lineup so yeah so um yeah i, got I didn't know Wren were playing as well yeah got cool. a, like a last minute call from uh jonathan metal hammer Oh, yeah. yeah, the old seltzer line seltzer <laughs> picked it up, line. it up. I need you, um, which I always always answer the call to Jonathan. He's a yeah. lovely man. He's so lovely yeah, man. so I went down to that uh, instead, which you know, like I said, it was a group with great gig. Yeah, Wren, who I'd never seen before, they have an album out on uh, the early this year They came out on Holy, Holy Raw. Raw. Yeah, yeah, which is which is very good. Mm, yeah, but live it is doubly heavier. They're a kind of <laughs> sludgy, um, yeah, kind of like. Doom. A, Doom, yeah, they're like the doom. doom band, yeah. basically, and um, they they felt a lot more, they felt a lot more dynamic live. Cool, yeah, good. really good. They had a really good kind of blue light and lots of smoke. That's the Doom thing, in it. And they, they were good. Mm. Mm. So I like them. Their albums good. You want to check them out? Actually, they're very good. I like them. Uh, it's a good good record. Conjurer were the main support. Mm-hmm. We've spoken about Conjurer. It felt like we we reviewed Conjurer when we first started this podcast it felt like we reviewed them every week well they did keep giving us money and they did. <laughs> yeah and um and not much but yeah you know, and you note know, helps they're, thanks guys yeah thanks guys they're, they're <laughs> really caring guys brady came up to me actually at the show brady the guitarist and conjure and he asked me oh. um he, he he seemed quite concerned about how i was he yeah uh, 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 on what, sorry the show on saturday <laughs> yeah he'll know what i'm talking about okay. if he's listening to this okay. you fucking idiot so anyway um yeah that's a little in joke for Brady <laughs> basically Brady asked me something unbelievably inappropriate in front of a load of people oh. so uh, anyway I'm definitely <laughs> going gonna I'm definitely <laughs> want to find yeah, out about that off Mike, yeah. did um, you see the
1: tweet they you did see the tweet because I remember you answered it they were they, they suggested uh Condra this is suggested that uh, uh there should be a game called Remphre Deadman Redemption. <laughs> Which I quite like. I love the idea of that. Oh, and it's dear. basically me yeah. on a horse, poor horse, yeah. uh, roving around a uh, Western landscape, mm. shooting shit bands. Yeah. And then I asked on Twitter for people to uh, suggest bands I could shoot. I and saw a got, few. Black yeah, Brides, Brides was one. one. Uh, oh, I can't remember the others now, but yeah. A- do, a, that would do, wouldn't it? That's a great idea. Yeah. Um, and if Rockstar Games are listening... Um, I am very happy to come in for some 3D modeling. You can put those dots on me, yeah. Uh, whatever you need to do, um, let's let's make
0: this happen. I know, and then we can get sponsored by Rockstar Games oh, as that'd well. Be great, and begging for sponsors <laughs> or Jaffa Cakes, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, or he'll like literally be sponsored. We'll be sponsored by anything. Oh, you know they made <laughs> bombs for. Rabbits now. you <laughs> kill rabbits. Oh yeah, we'll be sponsored by that. Happily, yeah, happily do that. There, um, there are
1: definitely a few. Th- there is a line yeah. and, <laughs> and bomb rabbits is is, is going. I
0: over wouldn't bomb me. a rabbit. That would be awful. Uh, anyway, conjurer were great. I think we've spoken about it a yes. lot of time. It might be the best conjurer show. Whoa. Yeah. Ever or the well, best that I've co- seen. Oh. Yeah. I mean, they they keep. I was like, they cut, You know, I You know, two thousand trees. I thought they were fucking. Unbelievable! They're brilliant. Two thousand trees, but they seem to really want to show up Conan. Like, in an, mm. I'm sure in a kind of in a in a friendly rivalry kind <laughs> of way, but they seem to properly have the bit between their teeth. Maybe they've just got. Maybe they're just continuing to get better. It's a terrifying thought that Conjurer can get any better to me. It's actually quite a scary thought that because because they are already kind of straight off the bat on that first record. Do you know what it's I so think? Good. Do
1: you know what I think would make Conjurer better? Cindy Lauper cover.
0: Yeah, this has gone all over the shop. <laughs> <interview>. But <laughs> we, have lo- <laughs> we have reviewed them. a lot. We have reviewed yes. them a lot. They are phenomenal, yeah, and every,
1: every, every everyone. I think I think everyone bangs on about how amazing Conjurer are, and their egos are just way, way, way too big. So we try yeah. to like temper it slightly because yeah. those guys, fucking it out. But rotters off stage,
0: fucking. They were great. In all seriousness, (laughs) they were great. And I thought Conan couldn't really, I had a bit of a struggle following that, to be honest.
1: I have to say, so what I know of Conan, ultimate kind of doom band, Mm -hmm. slow, sludgy, I'm in the right ballpark, uh, right? Yeah. After a, conjurer show i can imagine
0: that would be mighty tough to follow for that slow they kind of remind me in the same sort of way we we were speaking about high on fire before yeah and they've got uh i would say less than it being sort of really kind of slow doominess it's more that kind of high on fire thing where it's it's doomy and it's sludgy but it's you know it's definitely kind of heavy metal Thunder. Oh fuck! Do you know it. what I mean? Yeah, and yeah, yeah. there's it, well, a bit the best, more fun. Yeah, and there's a bit of fun screaming in Scouse is something which uh, <laughs> I am a fan of. So I, I you, thought, can you can you do a rendition? Well, listen to John. Listen to Cold Turkey by John Lennon, and that's got <laughs> oh yes, of, it has got lots of yeah sort of, Yeah. yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, I thought Conan kind of were really good. I thought they were very good. They weren't as dynamic mm. as Conjura, and Conjura were they did stand out on that film think how right? dynamic they'll be when they get that Cindy Lauper cover oh in, mate yeah Girls is Wanna Have Fun yeah or um what's the other one <laughs> you can love and you love and you will find him.
2: I would love to see this
0: I'm um, just Cindy you know Lapa's little song. suggestion those guys I know yep. what's your favourite Cindy Lauper song uh, you can't have either of those two. Uh, oh fuck I was about to say that one um, yeah. she ain't got any others has she What's I'm your favorite sh- redneck song? I'm sure she dies. I'm Eye sure Joe. she does. Yeah, she probably does.
1: This is reminding me when I oh, tangent. When I used to work at Virgin Megastore, uh, they released the Best of Peter Andre, and at that time he had Mysterious Girl, and, and he had, uh, um, what was the other shit one? Fuck. It wasn't fuck.
0: If you back, throw your hands up in the air. Oh, make it's back like with a flavor. A fla- flavor something of like here. here. Come with me, there's a party And, over here. and the
1: track <laughs> listing for The Best Of was 12 tracks, but mm. it was Mysterious Girl and then a remix of Mysterious Girl and then another remix of Mysterious <laughs> Girl and then another remix of Mysterious Fucking Girl up. and then another remix of Mysterious Girl. Are you flavor. making it up? No, I'm not. I'm, like, tragically, up. I am not making that up.
0: See, people said, I bought the best of Nick Kershaw once. And right. people went, oh, you only got one. And the best of Go West. And people were like, oh, then you only got one. <laughs> Bullshit. They, both of them two have got loads of songs, so you can shove up your ass. Anyway, so, uh, <laughs> so that's how yeah. good Conan were. Um, <laughs> <laughs>
1: I, really, I feel like I totally sort of sidelined your review there. I apologise. Yeah, you did.
0: Conan are very good. <laughs> right? They are very good. They yeah. are just less dynamic and exciting than Conjurer. Mm. And, and that sounds like a horrible thing to say, less exciting. But basically, it was a lot more just standstill beer bang your fucking head. Mm. And they've got some... There ain't really, nothing wrong with that. Re- no, nothing wrong with that. And they've got some really, really great riffs. And like I say, the, the screaming in Scouse makes them stand mm. out a little bit. So Very yeah, well respected.
1: Very well respected in that Doomy community yeah. as well. I'm yeah, not yeah. I'm not a big Doom monger myself, but uh, I've got a lot of friends who are, and
0: they f- flipping love them. Yeah, they so. were good. Um, speaking of bands that we've reviewed a lot since we've been a podcast, you went to see Zilanarda. I did.
1: Right. So, um,
0: again, I missed this and or something else instead
1: i will talk very very briefly first about blanket who i've also mentioned on the arc tangent review i mentioned blanket as kind of um uh putting loads of pressure on them me liking lots of sort of large cinematic mainly instrumental not all instrumental but mainly instrumental rock music and they've been signed up by music for nations which is a subsidiary of Sony. so basically there's a lot of eyes on them in that world because they've got this opportunity on a major label now and blanket was kind of a bit of a I was a little um trepidatious about how they go down obviously if you like zealandia you're going to be relatively open minded about music yep um but blanket is a pretty different thing much more well cinematic and lush and um A post rock band of of sorts. They are starting to go into kind of more shoegazy elements as well, and a few more vocals and stuff like that, which sounds really interesting. But I was a little bit worried about them. But actually, they had a really good reception. That's good. They were very, very good. I really, really liked it. And there is an element of me being a little bit harsher on this sort of thing because I love it so Mm. much, and because they are, I I feel like they're representing us Mm. in a major world scenario. So. Mm. What I will say, um, just go, I'm, I'm sorry to be uh, repeating nitwit, um, but uh, tracks, 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 tracks. Uh, I don't like tracks. Yeah. They have, there's only four members of the band and there's so many, there's like pianos and strings and fucking orchestras and gospel choirs, blah, blah, blah on the, on the album. And it's all just done on tracks and it's just a bit like, and like if they got one keyboard player in, it would make such a difference. Um so that's the only thing I'll say but they were great and they went down really really well.
0: Okay, that's good. A, bit of a little little you know won you over slightly. That's good. For I you
1: know what I I me I I do really love that band. I I stream their debut EP on the independent when mm-hmm. I was there. I, I think their debut album is fantastic. And I've maybe been a bit maybe sounded like I you know I'm like with them. Yeah. I'm I'm not. I really fucking love them, but I'm quite i pick at them because it's like you're representing something no, i that's adore fair. That's fair you enough. know that's you have enough. to be amazing so mm. um but you know they're getting there i think i think they are awesome okay cool. um they will be coming up again on a podcast that we're doing soon as well oh. Ooh, um
0: Zeonada. uh continue keep, keep it brief yeah i know what you're gonna do you're gonna go fucking batshit insane about Zeonada, aren't you as well you should but yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Zealynara continue to get better and oh, better. That's scary that. And better. That's scary. And better. And better. And it is nauseating how brilliant they are now. Um I think
0: you're a massive fan of that new Zealynara record, aren't you? Is. Well, we will I can't, I can't imagine that you won't we won't we're going to be doing our top 20 albums of the year. I I would be Spoiler. stunned. Spoiler. Well, I'd be stunned if both of us don't have it in there. I'd be absolutely staggered if you think that that's not in the top 20 best albums of the year. Staggered. Really fucking okay. <laughs> All right. I haven't said anything. No, I know you haven't said anything, but... Um,
1: I think it's a wonderful record. Um, I have issues with it, but I think overall it is a wonderful record. And they have written a bunch of songs which sound fucking outrageous live, yeah. which is the key thing. Servants... Uh, that amazing "Row Row" song, "Row yeah. Row," yeah. that one. Uh, the last song on the record, which I cannot remember the name of, but it's yeah, so okay. massive, mm. um, so good live. I was, uh, it's like, "Don't your out of me now?" Uh, <laughs> <laughs> seriously. Put that up against the recording, and you'll be like, "Fuck
0: me, it's exactly the same." How has he got it so badly wrong?
1: I'm gonna get in touch. I'm gonna get in touch with Manuel, and I'm gonna send that to him, and he'll be like, "Yes, Um <laughs> And going,
0: you're just playing our music on the podcast. <laughs> you can't do that. Oh
1: no, copyrights. Um, and they just have a bunch of songs which just sound fucking amazing live. You know how? I mean the the first song they ever released when they got all that attention with. Um, Oh, devil is fine. Mm-hmm. For a while, when I start first started seeing them and it was only on their first album, it was kind of like, that was the song you were waiting for.
0: I never felt that.
1: Um I think from the first album, and I should stress, the first album was never even meant to be an album. Mm. It was Manuel pissing about mm. and recording some demos. And then it just went stratospheric i think in many ways manuel views stranger fruit as the first proper zielenada album yeah that's understandable um because to all intents and purposes devil is fine as a demo yeah um he's he's, he's, well yeah, in, he's yeah he's he's said that to me in the past like it is basically a demo and for for a while he was kind of like uh this is weird it's going beyond yeah. my control and it's not really what i want to do blah, blah, blah. but um I think there's there's one song in on there which like starts off sound I think it's called Children's Summon it sounds starts yeah. off sounding like Dragon Force uh, but then becomes good. Um and that's really oh, oh, Come on. Um uh, no I wasn't going to. Um and but I think in the main early 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 on to, yeah m- maybe to say you're just waiting for Devil Is fine is a bit harsh but I that, think that's
0: not the best song on that album that.
1: Do you not think so? No, I don't think so. <sighs> not at all. What
0: do you think the best one? Oh my god! It's just completely gone out of my head now. You know the one that goes. Uh, the, oh fuck it! The, one of the latter ones. One of oh, the latter, latter ones. ones. What the fuck? Is it so got? Cool. it's completely gone out of my head now. It's got such a great hook. And Is it the one which goes, I can see no devil. No, it's not come on down. Is it the one that goes, I can see No, there. it's not. It's-
2: oh, you do not... I fucking. Fucking hell. Oh, Christ. I won't remember
1: it. Your head's gone very red. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, so Zoolada, Um I, I think they had um, a, a great first... Record demo, whatever, with one f- fucking amazing song. Now I based, the river like... The riverbed
0: will run the with, with the blood, in, blood of the, the saints, saints and the blood of the holy. There you go, that's it.
1: Good song that. that um, yeah, part. that is a good song. Um But now it just feels like they've just got a bunch. Like every other song, yeah. you're just like fucking yes. Yeah, um, they're tight as fuck. I love their backing vocalist guys who go fucking mental, as if mm. they are actually possessed by the devil. Yeah, Um they're genuinely doing something. <laughs> Different. Uh, and it is different. I get really pissed off when people go, Oh, all they're doing is mixing a genre with another genre. Yeah, they're mixing two genres that have never been mixed before, you fuckwit. Yeah. Um so it is new. Um they're oh they're brill. I love them. Fucking great. <laughs> yeah. You put that I'm on the poster. I'm annoyed that I didn't see that. Again,
0: just spinner getting annoyed, don't I? It really? Was great. Great. And I they saw-
1: just they just get better and better and better. I, mm. I thought I saw them at Art Tangent this year and I thought
0: yeah. That's the peak. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, it was fucking incredible. Saw you as well. Side stage wanker, not you? Side stage wanker. Side stage wanker. Side stage wanker. I wanted to feel I've the drums. Luke Morton from Metal Hammer. And, we were, and he went, look, look yeah. on the side of the stage. There's Remvry sat on the side of the stage. And I went, what a... And he went, what, a fucking side stage wanker? I went, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Did I have, have went, a pint in my hand? You probably did. You probably had one each I probably did. And I, probably did. And I was probably... Throne, the King of <laughs> Art Tangent being wheeled around on a throne.
1: I was probably side of the stage, so that... Cunts wouldn't come up to me and try and nick that
0: pie out of my hand. Well, they didn't know that they should have done it at that point. Yeah, well, yeah. Well. This is where the problem started. Some people suspected. Mainlining fucking Baby sham <laughs> <laughs> Down your... <laughs> through your nipples. Um, I mean, if Baby sham want... If Baby sham want to,
1: su- you know, support this podcast, that would be well, great. We will mainline it. I Ramfrey's will mainline room. it, yeah, through, definitely. Through Ramfrey's yeah. nipples.
0: Yeah. Um, uh, well, yeah. Yeah, good, yeah, good. Yeah. Anyway, um... <clears throat> I went to the uh, fueling I went to the fireball tour. Fueling yes. the fireball tour. I wanna give this the third week on the trot that I'm gonna give my mate Matt Stocks a shout out.
1: Matt fucking stocks. Thanks
0: for sorting me out. Matt was DJing early on and Matt played some fucking great tunes in yep. between. Yeah, he's he's fucking picked some like what I you mean you go, oh, I've not heard that for ages. He played the computers and I was like, I've not heard this for fucking a nice. that long but any Cyndi Lauper? No Cyndi Lauper, no. Mm. No, it's a, punk rock show on it and um so it was flogging molly headlining i've got to be completely honest with you i'm not much of a fan of flogging molly i was pretty tired it's early in the week couldn't be bothered
1: i like the idea of flogging molly more than i like flogging molly (laughs) yeah see i like the idea (laughs) of
0: of flogging molly and the idea of flogging (laughs) molly to me is the dropkick murphy's so, yeah, 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 <laughs> exactly, like, exactly. Vlogging Molly. Um, yeah. so I didn't watch Vlogging Molly, but I did watch Face to Face, who are now 50 or 51 years old. Between I was gonna say, face, this. they're to fucking face. old, and I haven't I seen Face well. to Face since the 90s, and I've not really even thought about Face to Face since the 90s. I
1: think I saw them with Sponge
0: back fucking in the day, hell. yeah, but um, we're
1: probably going back 2002 or something like that, yeah. But, yeah. but they
0: were good, you know, they okay. were good, like you know, in in that. Kind of sub, sub bad religion, mm-hmm. you know, four men bouting out sort of fizzy skate punk power chords and catchy melodies. They were, they were good. I was quite surprised because I thought, like, Oh, this is going to be they're kind of boring, and I thought it might be like, mm, but they were really good. They were actually very good. Uh, yeah, I was quite surprised. Good. I really went to see the Bronx, though. Of course, you did. Who I uh, just don't know if the Bronx are capable of being anything less than 10 out of 10 nope. brilliant. I, d- even- I don't think it's even. I, I I think even if they tried to be shit, <laughs> I'm not sure they're 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 in. They're kind of like in that respect. They're like every time I die. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not that keen on the Bronx 4. I know I saw you mouthing off on Twitter about your opinion of the Bronx's albums. thinking you know more about them. Like, actually tagging me in and going, he'll be furious at this, but I'm then getting it completely wrong, you (laughs) bloody idiot. Um, Oh,
1: sounds like you didn't take that in a furious manner then.
0: (laughs) Fucking hell. No, what did you say your favourite Bronx album was? Two. Two's my favourite, yeah. Yeah, okay, well, you're right about that. But <laughs> there we go. Um, I don't really like Four. You like Four, though. I, I do really yeah, like Four. I, I'm yeah, not, I don't rate Four. I think it's got a couple of really good songs on it. Um, like Around a horn. No, that's, that's not on it. Holy Hand it? Grenade's on Four, isn't it? That's fucking great. Okay, I can't remember. What's the first song on it? Why can't I remember the name of anything today? Oh, fuck it, it doesn't matter. Anyway, the first song on that album is great, you know. We got you walking out the way again. we got
2: started, the got out the way
0: uh, Yeah. Uh, the, the 11 songs that follow it are brilliant as well. Hmm. Just saying. But they're not as good as when the Bronx are truly, truly brilliant.
1: I mean, this is going to devolve into an argument so <laughs> yes,
0: <might> as- yeah. <laughs> um But they were just fucking outrageous 45 minutes 45-50 minutes of the Bronx cool, okay. greatest hit set yeah. uh, I started I said actually I put on Instagram that I started the year going and watch them play their fifth album which I think is really really we both good did, yeah. in full at, at Black uh, Heart Black in a tiny little place one and, of the best gigs of the year uh, so still. brilliant yeah. it was fucking so amazing, fucking brilliant and then um, ending it with them playing a kind of greatest, hit, he, greatest hits set at Shepherds Bush Empire and that, Matt basically did the same thing as he did in the Black Heart but instead of it being like 200 people there, it was 2,000, 2000 there. yeah. just got off the stage um, uh, before like six days a week, I think it was, and just stayed in the crowd for Fucking for great. three songs and didn't drop a note or a beat mm. at any point during those songs. Like an absolute riotous party starting band. Like so I saw, brilliant.
1: I saw video footage of him on Twitter or Facebook or whatever. Um, just like so, someone went down in the pit and he just, picked them up yeah
0: like without skipping a note without missing a beat and I like, mean people were like bouncing into him he went through the yeah. whole fucking crowd with the mic in his hand he needs a fucking he, need, <laughs> he needs a cordless mic so bad he really does his he? fucking roadie was just like oh <laughs> god. Like, <laughs> please god like it's wrapped around about 15 yeah, different yeah, people
1: yeah surely like surely they can afford that now. I don't know, I don't know but. Um
0: but it was re- like I mean ugh, the Bronx being the Bronx do you know what I mean and at this point like chucking in a couple of songs from the fifth album, and I'm having 50 minutes. Like no shitty future. Didn't play shitty future. Fucking hell. Didn't play. Wow. I mean, uh, I mean that was that was kind of the big one that they didn't play. That I thought that, that they missed out on. Past lives they didn't play that. To either. do um,
1: zombie eaters, zombie eaters, zombie the zombie S- one.
0: Um, no, didn't rare zombie didn't play that. Oh, Fuck Um Rape but, zombie. That's okay, yeah. yeah. sorry. And uh, mate, ugh, they're just. They're just so good, That's and also a- like Joby um, did a big in the middle of like White Guilt, which is obviously the yeah. kind of yeah, yeah, yeah. a bit of a slow me down bit. He did this massive like, but minute long where they all fucked off that to the side of the stage that everyone kind of carried on playing, but he just stepped into the middle and did this massive long fucking rock and roll solo, like oh, great. kind of mixed between Jimmy Page and one of the Ashtons from the Stooges. Like it was fucking awesome, amazing. And I, you know, I don't like solos at all, but it was like. 45, 50 seconds of him just going mental on the guitar.
1: That song is so appropriate for it as well, though. Yeah. That's like, It's like L.A. sleaze. Yeah. It's like their one time that they've gone into that sort of sleaze rock thing, yeah. but they did it with style and class. Yeah. Um, I have said in the past that the Bronx are the best punk band in the world right now. Mm-hmm. Do you agree with that assessment?
0: It's, um, it's tough when Rancid exists. Right now right now as in it's as still, in it's still tough to yeah. exist because rancy can turn up and do that but like they can do that thing
1: but i, I i'm taking into account in live records making and, records everything
0: taking um, everything into account yeah i think they've got to be a pretty good shout for it i mean it all depends i mean when let liver i mean you might have said it when now let liver gone. i mean do you let live count as a punk band
1: uh they, they they're outside of the boundaries of it for in my head but okay, because because yeah, they do so I mean, much more it's
0: it's it's not, a, it's not, a, bad not a bad shout, you know? So, yeah. Uh, but, you know, they are... Whether they're the best or the second best... They're, they're fucking up there. Yeah. <laughs> fucking brilliant. They
1: are definitely top five.
0: Yeah. So, very good. Uh, I don't know how Flogging Molly followed that. I mean, I, mm. in both senses. I don't know how they followed it. And I do not know how they followed <laughs> that. So... Because um, I wasn't there, so I didn't see it. Uh, anyway, let's move on. Um, that's the live reviews. There would have been a uh a live review this week from the bring me the rising show at Alexandra palace which i was attending uh intending to attend i'm you know i would have liked to see it but i'm kind of glad i didn't because the idea to um to have been at a concert where uh somebody lost their life i think is is kind of chilling actually and uh that's unfortunately very very sadly what happened at the premiere yeah so it was
1: november 30th wasn't it Um, which i
0: believe was a friday
1: do we know i mean not a lot has been released about sort of the circumstances and stuff but Mm. was it when that tends to happen it's usually due to a crush
0: in the crowd i'll be honest with you mate i haven't really gone too much into it I've got I've I've got a few things so North London ambulance spokesperson um, said they were called to the scene at 9.48 on Friday 30th November to reports of a person unwell at Alexander Palace Uh, an ambulance crew was sent in fast response an advanced paramedic um and I hazardous this air response team also turned up at the scene. Our first medic arrived less than 3 minutes after the call was put in. Yeah. So obviously those guys did everything they could have done. Yeah, um, but the patient I, I don't
1: I don't mean to I this I don't mean to sound insensitive but getting up that fucking hill in 3 minutes fair play
0: that's fucking yeah. amazing well, you know. <laughs> in terms I mean, of, it goes to show how we uh, Yeah,
1: we're indebted to, to yeah. those
0: services. Um Sadly, the patient died at the scene. Um, Alexandra Palace have tweeted, a medical incident occurred last night at the Horizon's concert. Our thoughts and condolences are with the individual's family. We'd like to express our deepest sympathy to them. We hope you can appreciate that We cannot provide any further comment at a time. And the Horizon themselves tweeted that we cannot express how horrified we are feeling this evening after hearing about the death of a young man at our show last night. Our hearts and deepest condolences go out to his family and loved ones at this terrible time. We will comment further in due course. We don't know any details. I, I, I don't feel that... it's really our place to speculate I think all we really should do is um, I guess echo those sentiments that it is a terrible horrible devastating thing to happen yeah it's um, awful to someone to think that you could be going to see your favourite band and rather than coming back (sighs) this weekend some kid who should have been you know over the moon at seeing his favourite band is not coming back from that gig I think that is um, yeah three that weeks incredibly upsetting
1: three weeks before christmas
0: yeah that is a, a very 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 upsetting thing
1: it's tragic i do yes i agree that we shouldn't speculate but then at the same time i would say that questions do need to be asked um yeah. and the, you know the time will come mm. for that I'm Blah blah. blah. Sure maybe maybe, maybe now request, maybe it's not yeah. now but like um I think it's vitally important that it's kind of not brushed under the carpet or anything like that. I don't think something like this will be or can be. No. Um, but, yeah, it's tragic. It's awful. I mean, what else is there to say? Yeah.
0: I think, you know, it, <laughs> all we can do, really, as far as I'm concerned, is kind of, if if we do have any influence on people at all, it is that you have to kind of look after each other in, mm. in these situations, these big gigs, big or small a gig. I mean, we spoke a few weeks ago about crowd killing and how that's completely Uh, completely unacceptable. Um, If if that is indeed the reason for, we don't know, but I think whatever the reason and however this kind of happened, however this manifested itself, I do always think it's worth pointing out, you know, it's worth saying that you have to, we as a community have always made a point of looking out for each other. And this stuff that happens, it does feel It feels horrible and it is really, really, really sad. And um, yeah, and you know, we, we, I've not seen a lot of things in my time that have made me go, you know, what a dick at shows or, you know, that that we don't look after each other. And I think for the most part, 99.9% of the time, gigs are you know, are the the best places to be. And people from the outside world look at it and go, oh, God, it's just a bunch of people punching each other and running around. Mm, and you think, mm. well, no, if you're in it and if you're enjoying it and if you get caught up in that, then it can be a really, really exhilarating, brilliant thing. But um, Unfortunately, things things like this they can reinforce that idea yeah, as well. Yeah, and there have been things when you think of Guns N' Roses, um, mm. at Donington, and obviously what happened Pearl Jam and the biscuit have both been involved. In things yeah, Pearl Jam's
1: a big one. I mean, Pearl Jam was um, eleven Roskilde, yeah. people um. died at Roskilde during yeah. Daughter, yeah. as well. So,
0: so it's um, yeah, it's just a terrible thing, and um, you know, always, always, whenever you go to the gigs, make sure that you look after each other mm,
1: mm, mm.
0: because you would never wish this on anyone.
1: Absolutely not. No. Um, I think. We may return to this as details come out. I suppose it depends what those yeah. details are. Mm. Um, but, um, yeah, like I say, questions have to be asked and there's, there will be a point where those questions are asked and, yeah, it won't be dropped. But, mm. uh, yeah, our condolences to the family and, um, yeah. Anyway, I don't
0: know. let's move on. Um, Deftones have confirmed that new music's coming next year. Excellent. So that's good. Yay. Can we get Another Deftones album. Well, I mean, I thought we would do, but that's actually been confirmed by Chino this week. Oh, that's brilliant. Um, have we ever spoken publicly about our feelings toward, well, have you, about uh, newer Deftones material? Um, I mean, particularly about gore. I don't
1: know if we have. I, I know that we both love it. I yeah, think I, really I think it, yeah. Gore's fucking fantastic. Yeah, there was so much um there were so many people who were down on that record. I know. It's weird and isn't it? I didn't get it. I was just I, I I don't even understand the argument that it's not as heavy. Like, uh, coming after Koino Yakan, mm. I don't understand... which for my money is I think Koino is my second favourite Death Tones record. Is I it fucking really? I adore that album. I,
0: yeah. I love hearing shit like that because it just reinforces how brilliant Death Tones are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you would never actually have a second guess yeah. whose favourite is what. and did you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah.
1: But um, Koino Yakan, as a record overall, yes, it has Swerve City on it and Leathers and stuff like that, but overall as a record, it's pretty... As far as Deftones go, chill record. Yeah, it's got, so for I mean, them to follow it up with Gore, it's like
0: entombed on it, and you just go, well, that's
1: yeah, 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 yeah. You know, so for them to uh, follow it up with Gore, and people go, oh, it's really not heavy. It's like, what the fuck are you talking about? I, I just, I just didn't, I didn't get the arguments for people not liking it at all. I think it's great. I think, I think the problem with Deftones is they're just so consistently brilliant these days. Mm. They've had, a, in my opinion, an amazing run. You know, with Diamond Eyes, um, Koino Yakan, and Gore. Mm. Um, another thing, I, I mean, I think um, Saturday
0: Night Wrist is a hugely underrated classic. Um, I like Saturday Night Wrist as well. I think there's some pretty dodgy stuff on it, but when it's good, it's fucking outrageously good.
1: It's something I would like to do uh, <laughs> some sort of. We, we need to figure it out, but I'd like to do some sort of special on Saturday Night Wrist yeah, at some point. To, yeah. Um, but um, yeah, it's I, I, it's a very disjointed record, but. God, it's brilliant. I, I think it's amazing. I love that album. But so, I mean, I, I don't think Death Note's
0: released a bad album, personally. No, I was going to say, they've been on a good run since 1995. But yeah, exactly. Time, so. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Even yeah. the demo was pretty decent. Have you ever heard their demo? Like yeah. Linus. It's really good. A lot of the songs are on Adrenaline. but Yeah, got even...
0: Teething on it, isn't it, Yeah,
1: Teething's on it, yeah. I it's
0: it's. I'd do anything to, for them to play Teething live again.
1: They did it at Ali Alipay, didn't they?
0: Or am I making that up? Maybe they did. Yeah, they did. I Mm, I can't mm, believe mm. I I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, amazing. Yeah, so that was really good. Um, All right, here's another one. Uh, Doves have reformed. Mm. So Doves are going to be playing their first show in nine years at the Royal Abbott Hall this coming March for the Teenage Cancer Trust concerts. Mm. Um, They will also be supporting Noel Gallagher at Heaton Park next summer. Um, This feels like a... In, in that kind of scene, in the kind of Manchester indie scene, a fairly big deal. I think a lot of people have been getting pretty excited about it. Me personally, I don't really have a lot of, I mean, I don't really care, but do I you have to, care I don't
1: f- have a strong opinion one way or the other on Doves, but I mm. do know that people who love them really fucking love yeah. them. So people will be excited about it, but I've never, uh, I, I it's total indifference from me. I have to say, mm. no, I'm not, Dissing. I I need to. I'd need to go in on it a bit more. I mm. think personally, but
0: yeah. I'm. Is it the last broadcast? Is that the name of their album? That sounds like it. Yeah. Possibly. I can't remember. Oh, that might be someone else. But anyway, I can't remember. I I don't know. I just thought it felt like it was sort of a big a big it's big thing. news. It's big news in that scene. Yeah, 100%. for yeah, that yeah. thing. So doves are back. If you're a fan, you'll be excited. If you like us probably won't um anyway <laughs> uh, so uh the trade-off you gave me dusk and disquiet by Caspian Bloody and t- I gave t- you technique by new order mm-hmm. last week so um who do you wanna who wants to kick off um shall I if you would like to okay yes. Um, I'm going to, I actually, annoyingly, I wasn't going to ask you this, but then just before we started, I said, I'm not going to ask you this, but, and then I asked you it, but fuck it, I'll do it anyway. And
1: I said, yes, yes, a thousand times, yes. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Please have sex with my cat. <laughs> um, and um, <laughs> don't you fucking dare, actually. I'm, str- <laughs> I'm not even joking about um, so, it. So, uh, yeah. Um, New Order, you, you've you told me that you, you hadn't ever listened to a full New Order album as That you were aware of?
1: Not a full um, studio album I've heard best
0: of, Mm. basically. So, although I have now. Yeah, so this is quite an interesting one because what did you think you were going to get as you were going into Technique? I know a
1: fair amount about them Mm. uh, because I knew they had, I knew that they mixed sort of dance elements uh, of the time with rock music and they came out of
0: Joy Division and all that sort of thing. Yeah. You presumably, I mean, obviously you've heard Blue Monday. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I more or less... I, it, uh, the only... I wasn't massively surprised with what I got, if I'm totally honest. The only thing yeah. that I thought was a surprise, it was a bit sunnier than I expected it to be. Right. Especially from, you know, Joy Division I know quite well. Yeah. Um There's only two records anyway. And... Joy Division aren't known for being a happy band. Well,
0: <laughs> so, when was the last Joy Division album come out? It would have been 1980, right? Yeah, was it close? No, pa- it was Unknown Pleasures, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, and that was kind of just after Ian Curtis, because I think Ian Curtis died just before it came out. Yeah, it was around that time. So, when you think there is nine years yeah. between yeah, 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 Ian yeah, yeah. Curtis's death and Technique coming out, yeah, right, which is a decade, and I guess is it is a long time, but because of the huge gap in what these two records are i still think that <laughs> feels absolutely mental to me that those two things that it's the same people making it i think it's kind of crazy. like to me that is uh that's a crazy thing it um, it felt
1: no. like a sunnier joy division a sunnier happier joy division with some electro beats on top <laughs> but, i mean I, I, I i'm not saying that as a criticism necessarily right. okay
0: no that's fine Uh, uh,
1: yes they are quite different um unknown pleasures to technique Mm. yes they are pretty different but i think i know enough about the joy division story and by proxy the new order story to know roughly what i was going to hear yeah and it more or less like i said it was this is um considered like the the sunniest.
0: I keep saying sunniest because yeah. I, they recorded well, it in Ibiza. Yeah, they it recorded in Ibiza 1989 so a second summer of love. Yeah, yeah. Um that kind of uh you know that that acid that acid house mainstream invasion yeah, was yeah. was happening yeah. at this point. Do you know what I mean? Um it was rave culture and it was a Hacienda and um and Joy Division, uh, New, Order New Order were um very much kind of the forerunners to, to a lot of that stuff happening mm. and i just think this album i like i this is this is my favorite new order album okay and it's weird that it's my favorite new order album because it's not it doesn't necessarily sound like new order how i like new order and, and i i feel like this is a record that is much more in it's funny because it's like they influence something and that's something then that influenced them Do you know what I mean? Because they took kind of guitars and added, uh, and took kind of indie um, post-punk and added a lot of synth and electronics to Mm -hmm. it and sort of moved it into that area. Obviously, they weren't the only ones to do that, but I think Mm -hmm. from that Mm -hmm. scene, they definitely were. And then when it turned into full-blown kind of Manchester rave, Acid House, they then went to Ibiza and created this record and almost took influence from that stuff that they'd first inspired, which I mm. think is what's interesting about this record.
1: Yes. Um, I, I, I don't have enough context to to, to have realised that on, this, yeah. on okay. this listen, but yes, I imagine that's correct. <laughs> <laughs> Do you like it? Do you like the record? Um, I quite like it. Yeah. Um it, it the block for me is um, I've talked about this before. The block for me is the production, I'm sorry. Is it? Well, eighties in it. Don't like eighties productions. Don't you? Oh. Don't like reverb. You don't like
0: You don't like eighties like, like, yeah, yeah. like production. You don't like metal core production. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm pretty do you like don't like the production of The Black is Beautiful. There's
1: a lot of stuff that I talk about that I do like on this podcast.
2: No, no, <laughs> no.
0: no. Write a review on iTunes. Um, T- tell Renfrey he doesn't like anything. <laughs> <laughs> Give it three out of five, but make it read like a two.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Still not better about that review, are you? No. Um, it, 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 the, the, the big sort of, you know, it's got the jingle jangle guitars. It's got mm. the... There's one or two slightly Casio keyboard moments which I'm mm. like, oh Um so I don't
0: So like. evocative of the time, remember. Yeah. Which is
1: fine. Yeah. Like, that's fine. Mm. Um I think the songs on this record are very, very good. Yeah, they are good. They are put under a sheen which I find difficult to penetrate, which is a problem with me more yeah. than it is the record it's clear that it's a really cool record and i i, I do think it's very very good
0: Yeah, that like you like fine time don't you yeah bam, i do like that bam. i i, I really like peter hook's bass oh. um
1: i really liked all the way um yeah i actually really liked all the jingly jangly guitars on that track yeah. um didn't like the casio bit that came in but i did really like uh, bar the casio bit i thought that's a fucking great song yeah um i i i do really like it it, it was a bit Another thing with this 80s production thing is it makes all the songs sort of smoosh together a little bit for me. It sounds more like a soundscape rather than a collection of songs sometimes. Hmm. You might
0: disagree with that
1: because... Yeah, you know a little bit, yeah. You, I don't
0: think this album is, is one-paced or kind of one-dimensional. like I don't think it sounds no. all the same. I think all the songs are very different. I think yeah. Mist, like Run into Mr. Disco, into Vanishing Point... Yeah. yeah. None of the, those three songs are completely different from one another.
1: I thought Vanishing Point was about to turn into a James Bond theme <laughs> from the Roger Moore era. Like there, there are, there are bits where it's like, Oh, is it about to, uh, and it never did. <laughs> I wish it would. It never did, yeah, but it, it sounded far enough. I me. think it sounded, um, which, um, uh, which Bond did Duran Duran do? Uh, view to a view Kill. To a kill. Yeah. yeah. It had sort of echoes of View to a Kill, I mm. thought. Mm. Um, and I was like, oh, is this going to go to a View to a Kill? Because that would be good. Uh, but it didn't. Um, but it was fine. Um, it, I, I like it. But it, but we are talking about uh, uh, what is clearly seen as a classic. Uh, I mean it Clearly is seen as a classic because there's number 21 on uh, Q's 40 best albums of the 80s. Enemy ranked it number 122 on its list of the five hundred greatest albums of all time yeah. in 2013, you know.
0: Yeah. Is, despite that, I'm not sure if this is considered the classic new order. Album I don't well. think
1: it, no, I don't think it is yeah. uh, for the tiny amount of research I've done. Yeah. But, um, you know, it's clearly seen as a classic of its genre. Yep. Um, and I can totally objectively see that, but that, that production is enough <laughs> of a block for me to properly go in on. Like, I really like this record, but I'm not sure if I'll return to it. And it is purely down to the production.
0: Right. Okay. But
1: that's, that's more a me thing than a, than a new order thing, you know? Yeah. I'm, my relationship I'm with gonna, the
0: eighties. I'm going to keep trying to find one of these do, bands that you'll do, like.
1: Do, because I'm, because I'm enjoying the process of learning more mm. about this music. Mm. And I'm, um I'm not, I don't, I don't, you know, unlike when I give you a post rock album like I have this week, I don't sit down and go, oh, another 80s album. Uh, yeah. <laughs> little insight into Steve's life. Thank you. Uh, and, um, you know, I go, okay, cool. Um, and my feeling with most of them, all of them so far, has been quite similar. What was the one I, the one you I liked? I didn't like Echo the, the Bunny Men that much. Didn't did like, you. like Echo you and the Bunny Men. Depeche, I I Depeche Mode, yeah. Depeche yeah. Mode is by far. Far, I reckon the one I've enjoyed the most so far. Well, that's that's perfectly acceptable. Does that make sense? I think so, yeah. Yeah, okay. Does, yeah. That, does that make sense based on the music that I like? Is that what you would have expected?
0: I, I, I mean, I potentially have <laughs> given you... I mean, maybe I was a bit sillier because I've probably not given you the right New Order album uh, okay. for you to get into them, really. But that's, I've given you the one that I like. Yeah, but that's and the not... I like, and it's weird because, like I say, this isn't necessarily... New Order sounding the way that I most like them to sure. sound. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. if I was to pick my favourite New Order songs, yeah, um, they would probably not really sound like the kind of the I Ib- Beat the Sunnier Ibiza yeah. stuff that you you hear on this record. I like the kind of like Mr Disco is a great example of it being uber kind of late eighties Technicolor Ibiza dance rock and having this really like Bernard Sumner just sounds. He still sounds miserable throughout the whole fucking well, thing. Well, I
1: was going to say, he does. Like, this this is why I... I mean, I know I've described it as a sunny album, but there's still a sheen of miserability. Yeah, yeah, Definitely yeah. yeah. A word.
0: It's, a, it's quite a miserable album. Um, yeah, and it is. I, yeah, but it doesn't really sound like one. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think, yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah. When you think they don't seem as comfortable, it's weird because they're obviously... Pioneering it, but they seem less comfortable with it than, say, like the Happy Mondays did. Yeah, at least the yeah, Happy yeah, Mondays, yeah. and it, it all feels really, really natural, and it all feels really, really sunny. It all feels like they're having a lovely party. Whereas New Order feel like they're making dance music for people who don't want to go to parties. Yes, that's and, a very good. And, way I think to that's it. <laughs> yeah. and I think that's what's really cool and what's really interesting about this record. Yeah, uh, and that's what I really like about it. But if I'm if I picked a playlist, if I made you like a New Order best of essentials. And I was like, these are my favourite New Order songs. I'm only kind th- although this is my collectively my favourite collection of songs by New Order, mm. it's not actually got like all of my actual favourite New Order songs are not on this record. Sure, sure. Th- do you know what I mean? So yeah, it's a weird one.
1: But the trade-off doesn't have to be that, doesn't it? It no, doesn't no, like some I mean sometimes, you know, I know yeah. I know you gave me Clawfinger's best record. Yeah. Um but uh
0: <laughs> I think Unbelievably, I think apparently I did. <laughs> <laughs> Amazingly. Yeah. Oh, that
1: show is in a couple of days' time. We're still going, right?
0: Yeah, big time. Cool. Yeah, I've uh, booked a week off work <laughs> so I can get there early and camp outside for three days before it starts. <laughs> um, one quick thing about this new order record, like a lot of classic
1: brilliant albums, it was created partly from a uh, schism. Is probably a bit too much, but between Peter Hook and Bernard Sumner, I believe. Mm. Bernard's. Um, let me get this right. Bernard wanted it to be wanted to go in the more the more dance, dancey, electronic kind of. Yeah, even though he sounds bored as fuck. Even fun, though he right? sounds yeah yeah,
0: which because <laughs> in I, the best I, possible way, like he does anyway. But, but I like, had to keep reading, rereading it because I was like,
1: wait a minute, the vocalist wanted to go into the dance, electronic direction, and the yeah. bassist wanted to go into the more rocky. And the weird thing is, is the bass on this feels really yeah, dancey and jubilant. And Bernard Sumner sounds like he's having a miserable time at your party.
0: Yeah. Not yours specifically. Maybe yours. Is he invited? <laughs> if I have a party but and Bernard Sumner knocks on the door, I'm letting him in. <laughs> Whether he's miserable yeah. or not. If he's bringing Keith Allen with him, maybe I'll say, ah oh, uh, just everyone's going now. But, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but um, yeah.
1: Um yeah, so I thought that was a interesting and weird and I kept thinking Maybe this source is incorrect, but then I checked other sources and they all said the no, same thing. No, no, no. Which is weird, but um, but yeah, I, I think so many classic albums, so many great albums are made from that uh dichotomy. Yeah, We've just been talking about Deftones, who have basically had an entire career yeah based on it. So,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah, no, it, it, and that is that is completely right. And uh, you know, like it's um, it's what makes this record really, really interesting. I think. Yeah, and it, it's definitely it is for me. It is not only my favorite as a complete collection of songs. It's also, I think, the most interesting New Order record. Yeah. Because of that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. If yeah. they could just, you know, re-record it and get Gaga garth to produce it, that'd be well, if great.
0: fucking Echo and the Bunnymen re-recorded all their well, that's stuff. That's true. And it, and it didn't, didn't, yeah, 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 yeah. Fair enough. So, shut up. <laughs> 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 all right. Uh, anyway, um, yeah, New Order technique. Oh, it's fucking great. You gave me Dusk and Disquiet by Caspian. I did. I think it's Dusk and Disquiet. Yes, you're right. What, that's what I said, wasn't you it? You said Dusk. Or did I? Nah, worse stupid mouth um <laughs> yeah so i knew about caspian a little bit i knew that they were kind of about 15 years ago uh they sort of formed around that time yeah 12 yeah, 13 I 14 of hearing about them in the early well, not the, well, the mid noughties i think mm-hmm. i think i um heard you are the conductor back in the day yes i'm that's, pretty sure i did was that like two thousand? that's an ep i think right okay That was all I'd heard of them. Oh, wow. Pretty much. So, and I, I, you know, I was aware that they were some sort of American kind of mostly instrumental post-rock band. I thought, what a surprise. And, (laughs) um, uh, but I really like this again. It's fucking great. Uh, it's, it gives the more you listen to it the more you get out of it i think because the first Fuck time yeah. the first time i was like yeah it's one of them and that's the thing with these records i think is you need to go in you did quite you a do. lot yeah and it's interesting that it's one of the, it's their albums their recent most recent album from it 2015 yep. and um and yeah it's it's very good there's um there's a stirring they're very stirring for a post-rock band they seem quite... Oh, cinematic's not the workers I think a lot of those bands are cinematic. The
1: emotions but, in this record are... Yeah,
0: but it seems to be quite, yeah, emotionally stirring. Mm. I also like that what you were saying about Mogwai last week, about when they're quiet, they're very quiet, when they're loud, they're very loud. This has that in a... a almost a kind of instrumentation type of way. Yeah, yeah. So, there'll be this big maelstrom of synth and strings and guitar and then... While it's all going on, the thing that you'll be able to pick out is this very delicate, light, kind of mm-hmm. breezy, um plucked kind of guitar or like bass lines. And that's fucking cool. It's amazing. That's cool to be able to do both of those things at the same time. Yeah. It's amazing. Be kind of overwhelmed by one, but still focus on on the on the smaller part. So yeah, I I I mean, the beauty, yeah, the quiet, loud just, dynamic's really good.
1: Just to inject, super quickly, the beauty with this record for me is those quiet little bits, you keep hearing more and more and more and more of them as the years
0: go by, I have found, with this album. Right, okay. Yeah, um, I mean, I've only listened to this three times okay. all the way through, mm-hmm. and it got better with every listen. Yeah. Um,
1: the reason I gave you... I've been quite worried about giving you this record, because uh-huh. this... Guns Ahead is probably my favourite post-rock or favourite, broadly instrumental, there's one or two tracks with vocals, record of this decade. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. I think it is a stunning masterpiece. And I think this album, this album just put Caspian into the same bracket as like Mogwai and Sigur Rós for me. I really? think it's that good. Sure. Um I think it is almost perfect. I love it. It was my favorite album of 2015. Um I and I, I I never tire of it in the same way that I never tire of Lateralis um by Tool or White Pony by Deftones. I keep hearing new things in it in the same way that I keep hearing new things in those records years after the fact um and i just think i mean you could call this there's a sort of uh sort of partly derogatory term derogatory it's a bit harsh but um called crescendo core in in instrumental music because a lot a lot of it you know and i will admit this myself a lot of it is just about sort of building and building and building and building to this you know Mm. massive ending point Um. Dustin Disquiet for me is kind of the ultimate crescendo core record because it does it better than either better than or to the the absolute pinnacle of what other bands do it like. I thought That was a good sentence.
0: That's not a, that's not a bad shout. I mean, there there yeah. the are points in it where I was like, because you can't help. Like well, I say, you can't. I can't help. Often when I'm listening to this music, to to kind of go. Yeah, you know, I know in five minutes you're about to build it, and that's what's going to happen. And then when it does, I go because you've taken so long. I'm not really been that shocked by it, and go, I'm not that excited by it. And that's sometimes, like you know, obviously you love this type of music, mm. and you are very, very heavily, you know, enthused by it. Mm. I love. I really like some of it. Mm-hmm. I really don't like. It, I know. Yeah. I don't like. The thing is, it's not like I don't like it. It's just that. I don't... It's hard to... This is one of the hardest types of music to tell what's good and what's not.
1: I will undoubtedly say that there are a hell of a lot of these kinds of bands who are doing the same fucking thing over and over and over
0: again. Yeah. But it means that when you get one like this, that's when... See, listening to this, I was like, okay, I can see why this is better. Yeah. It's like, you know, um, Young Team. Yes. You go
1: i get it if, yeah, yeah, yeah. if
0: if someone says to me like oh post rock like you know what's the deal you play them young young team, team's you a go good like, start. you yeah. go you must be able to kind of understand why this is better than yeah. you know like the fucking the, the the first ep from a very very a brand new band who was still kind of finding their feet absolutely in, do you know what yeah. I mean?
1: even and, now when that record is 21 years old yeah um even now young team sounds great yeah uh, <laughs> minor distraction. Sorry, Bonjour's just climbed into the washing machine.
0: So, my ex girlfriend, who <laughs> I absolutely hate, uh, is her mum, um, put her cat in the her t- when they were kids, they put her uh, accidentally put her cat climbed into the tumble dryer and she just put some clothes in, didn't check the cat was in there, oh, shut fuck. it, killed the cat. And I always get no. like a heart palpitations because I used to I had to live with them for a little bit as well. I get absolute heart, pal- heart palpitations every time I see bonjour going in something like this but she's come out now she's come out out now it's right. I'm going to shut you carry on talking about Caspian because I actually shit myself and I get like horrible thoughts (laughs) Um,
1: yeah I I, I, when this record I was always aware of Caspian and I've always really liked them and thought they were a cut above I, I do actually like all of their records but I do think this is the by far the best thing they've done not even sure. I mean, it does feel like one of those records where it's like, fuck, how are they going to top this? And it has been... They're writing now, but they're definitely... Be a four-year gap then, won't it? Yeah, mm. exactly. Mm. It will, it, I, I imagine there will be a new album next year, but this was also um, inspired by a tragedy. Their bassist passed away, and the last track is basically an ode to him which sort of 11 minutes long it's the title track i think it's one of the most beautiful pieces of music i've ever heard in my life i wrote about Caspian once i think it was on this record where i was saying that the brilliance of this record is every single note is perfect and is exactly where it needs to be and that's just how i feel about this album every single decision right down to i've played this note what's the next note i should play Ah, it's this note is the correct one. <laughs> I just yeah. and I think every single instrument is the correct one. I think the flow of the album's amazing. Um, it gets super super heavy at points, but then there's points like "Run Dry," which is just sort of a solitary acoustic guitar and a very chilled out vocal in the middle of the record, which is a really nice kind of palate cleanser almost for it slowly building into something heavier as well. And this album gets heavy over several tracks as well. It's not it's not just like building over one song. If you see it as a whole, if you see it as a record, it 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 flows in a almost perfect way. There's one song on here, uh, "Sad Heart of Mine," I think it's called, which is just one of the most jubilant, wonderful songs that Cigaroes never wrote. Mm and it's uh, but there's also stuff on here like uh i think it's dark matter which just sounds like the sun's exploding it's just i i it's i don't know i think this album is as good as the best albums by Mogwai and I think this album is as good as the best albums by Sigarose. And I think this album is as good as the best albums by Godspeed You Black Emperor. I think it is that good. It's very I good. Fucking adore it. Yeah, it's so. good. It is I'm good. really glad you like it. I was yeah, I
0: worried. <laughs> no, no, I do. I like it a lot. So there you go. Um, that is Caspian. Ah. Um, dust, 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 and, and our describe. embrace. I want to call it dusk, dust in her and our embrace, which is B. Half of a Cradle of Filth That album. would be
1: an interesting mashup: yeah. Cradle of Filth and Caspian. Yeah, it
0: would. Um, anyway, next week, Free. Yes. Oh,
1: fuck,
0: what, um, what are you going to give me next week? Have you not mm. got one? Yes, I do. The... I okay. just need to consult my list in my head. Okay. You Can give I've me yours first. Yep. I'm not sure if you will have heard this or not, because I know you like Rancid. Yep. But... Um, I would like to give you, if you haven't heard it, and I fucking hope you haven't because I haven't thought of an alternative. Uh. First, um, a Poet's Life by Tim Armstrong, his first no, solo album. No, I've not album. heard that. Yeah, okay. okay. cool. So okay. the first solo album by Tim Armstrong, or Time Bomb Tim, as he's calling <laughs> himself now, gives me a chance to pull out the old Tim Armstrong impression, doesn't it? Been a little while, hasn't it? <laughs> does so, it so, does, uh, doesn't Let's mean? get moving into action. That was it. Uh, <laughs> in case you were wondering. Um, um, yes. Yeah, so... Okay,
1: um, I'm going to... Do you remember me wanging on about a band called Rough Hands uh, a yes. few weeks ago? Yeah. Have you, like, properly gone in on them as I of I a little listen. A little listen? Yeah. Can I give you their latest EP, Anyway? Oh yeah, go on. We do. haven't
0: spoken about it. We've yeah, not really talked about it, that, but fuck it. Like we haven't actually spoken about it, so it's, it's fine. called Central
1: and Smile. Yeah, okay. and uh, it it deserves a few <laughs> listens anyway. At the, at the very least, so I'll That's give cool. you Central and Smile by. Okay, lovely. All right. Hands. So next week,
0: Central and Smile by Rough Hands and A Poet's Life by Tim Armstrong are the required listening. Pourvu. Uh, let's do our little catch up of albums that we haven't reviewed so far in. 2018 last week we did seven we've got another seven um which has kind of been gate crashed by a brand new record because i just felt like we couldn't ignore it so the first album we're going to be talking about this week is the third album and first album of a duology from the manchester indie pop band the 1975 it's called a brief inquiry into online relationships good name that yeah it's a good name yeah who are essentially kind of the biggest thing in guitar music right now i would say certainly in this country yeah, probably. I think so. They're number one in the album are chart, they? right? Okay. Uh, they. I, I,
1: yeah, I'm just wondering about your use of the
0: term guitar music. They play <laughs> guitars. They play guitars. They do. Yes. They have. They have as a band. They are a drummer, two guitarists, and a bass player.
1: Well, there must be a lot of
0: tracks going on. I'm sure there is, <laughs> but we will probably get into that. So, yes. Renfrey. Hello. Um, I'm looking at the reviews right now. On uh, on Metacritic, it's got a... Received a weighted score of 87%. Yes, 87 out of 100. Out of 100. Out of yes. 100. Um 100. A, in consequence of sound, 5 out of 5 in the Daily Telegraph. Our four all friends of the telegraph who like to give everything, everything five, out of 5 yeah um <laughs> it's got to be the same guy <laughs> isn't <it>? probably is. <laughs> yeah um 4 out of 5 in the guardian uh-huh. 4 out of 5 in independent you lot uh-huh. 4 out of 5 in mojo 8.5 out of 10 on pitchfork yeah the notoriously
1: five, prickly pitchfork yeah, as well
0: 5 out of 5 in q 5 out of 5 in the times and most interestingly whilst being surmised as a millennial version of OK Computer, the NME gave it five out of five as well. Yes. So we are talking about a record that is across the board, universally adored already, and being spoken about as a potential modern classic.
1: Yes. Well, being spoken about in the same breath as OK Computer. but by... I also
0: saw um, it being uh, spoken about in the same breath as uh, The Dark Side of the Moon as well. Yes. So... I uh, will let you. Okay, let's talk about a conversation that you and I had last night because I think it's probably interesting. Not about what, oh, your, yeah, yeah, not that cool, up, but, phew, um, about this record. My heart skipped a beat. Then yeah, okay. I I, I texted you. I said I think we should do 1975, and you went, "Is it really relevant?" And I, I did. went, "And I, I did. went, well, yeah." It is, because they are, in this day and age, considered an alternative band. And I hate to fucking say it every single week, but we are an alternative music podcast. Yeah,
1: th- that's, I mean, you didn't say it that harshly or in that bullying a tone, but yes. No, I didn't, <laughs> but that's kind of the fact. <laughs> but, they, but yes, that is the, the fact. sort it. of
0: stark facts of the matter. Yes. Right? And you went, no, I'm not really sure. And I was like, oh, I think we should. It's no different to, you know, if you were strictly a... Uh, a metal podcast, you would mm. have to review, I don't know, Five Finger Death Punch mm-hmm. or whatever, whether you mm-hmm. liked it or of My Valentine, whether mm-hmm. you liked it or not. Mm-hmm. Like if we just went, we're going to do metal, we'd sort of be obliged to, to talk about that stuff. I yeah. Think. yeah. Yeah. Um, so I feel obliged to talk about this record. Mm-hmm. Right. Now, I don't really have any prior knowledge or prior interest in the 1975, particularly, I have to be perfectly honest. Oh, really? I yeah. was
1: vaguely interested in their first record. Okay. Did you like it? Uh, <laughs> I liked bits and pieces of the singles, Mm -hmm. and then I heard the album as a whole, and I was like, "Eh, it's all right. And then the next second they were headlining Brixton, I was like, fucking hell, that happened quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I ain't have left it there. Okay, fair enough.
0: So we had a conversation last night, and I said to you, and I quote Renfrey, I fucking despise this record.
1: Uh,
0: Yes. That's what I said, didn't I? Yes. Um,
1: Certainly words to those effects. Yeah,
0: I said, I absolutely despise the record. It is an unbearable piece of shit. That's yeah. pretty much what I said to you, wasn't it, basically? More or less, yes. Yeah, yeah. That was after one listen. Uh-huh. So this is going to be really weird. <laughs> 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 because um, I don't know that I've ever done such a dramatic U-turn on a oh, record wow. in, my in 24 life. hours. life. Oh, wow. In 24 hours. Yeah. Um, yeah, because I've listened... So my initial thoughts on this record, when I first listened to it, I hated it. I oh. listened to it um, on... Not a very good speaker, uh, a kind of Bluetooth speaker that I listened to when I was at work. I put it on, and I had it on, and I thought this is just everything that bores me about modern music. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? I don't like the production. Mm-hmm. I don't really like uh, the fact that they don't seem to commit to an idea. So, for example, there's a song in it called "How to Draw Slash Petticoat." Yes. Which I thought started like it was gonna be some kind of cool Boards of Canada Aphex Twin thing. And then it I just thought it gets That first minute and a half
1: is fucking glorious. Yeah. And then song. I was like
0: and then all the sort of vocals and they're just oh okay. It's there's another... there's a
1: lot we should say there's a lot of um vocoda used on this record. Yeah. Vocoder is basically that uh auto auto-tune on purpose yeah. thing yeah. that a lot of bands have been doing. I believe sure. Share, sorry, share yeah. is responsible because of. Uh, I mean, I don't <laughs> know if, I, uh, <laughs> that, bit, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't think I, I'm not. I'm not saying yeah. she was the first ever to use it on purpose as a weird auto tune thing, but she certainly popularized it, and people were like, "What's that weird?" <laughs> yeah, thing. and it's become, and it has become a disgracefully
0: thing. omnipresent in in modern music. In yes, modern yes, so music. and
1: I and I have to say, right off the bat, that I hate it. Yeah, I, I hate like that. that sound. I don't like that. And it's certainly the first half of this record, there's so much of that. Mm. Mm. I think it's weird because um there were some tracks which reminded me of Bon Iver, Uh bon Iver, And um because he uses similar vocoder bits and I was like, fuck, how can I like bon Iver but not like this? And I think I just sort of I got around it by kind of going... Bon uses it sparingly. And there's an awful lot of it. Particularly on the first half of this record. Yeah, there is a lot of
0: it. I mean, I think this album starts... Still, I think this album starts very badly. I agree. The first 90 seconds, the the, the 1975, which is the first track, is a a complete waste of time. It
1: sounds like a shit Bon song. Yeah. It sounds like a shit modern Bon song.
0: Absolute total waste of time. There's a song called Give Yourself a Try, which I think is populated by... When I think of kind of Razorlight and all of the the sort of the absolute dregs of the mid noughties indie scene, the kind of post-Libertines, post-Block Party, the the absolute tripe that came out in kind of 2006, 2007 um, in the world of indie. It really reminds me of that. Do Do you know
1: what I wrote in my notes about that song? What's that? Irritating.
0: It is, yeah, it's very <laughs> that, irritating. That's as far as i can it's irritating um, there's as a fuck. song called two time two time two time lyrically i, th- I, th- I think is diabolical like really just dr- it's annoying it, and kind of annoyingly catchy it, it sounds like wham yeah. um <laughs> and the lyrics on it are uh, like like a sort of children's nursery rhyme and i just thought well that's rubbish, isn't it? That's oh, well. just complete rubbish. And then How to Draw, Petticole, Um, like I say, starts off and you go, oh, this is Brilliant actually really start. good.
1: A d- genuinely beautiful start. And then, and then goes then, into that kind of...
0: What are you doing? I was like, God, this is rubbish. Yeah, And so listening to that...
1: I have to say, at that point, there was around 45 minutes, 40 minutes left, and I was really cursing the fact that you persuaded me into covering this record at that point.
0: Well, I was doing the same thing myself. With four tracks in, there's 11 more tracks. I don't know how the fuck I'm going to get through this. It's It's an hour, it's 58 minutes. Yeah, Yeah, it's a a long way through. But then...
1: What's the point where it changes for you then?
0: There's a a few. I mean, I thought Be My Mistake was really nice. Mm -hmm. Um, But do you know what? I'll tell you what the actual point was. Mm Because the first time, first listen through... The first few songs just wound me up, and then I kind of felt like I'd made a decision based on those few songs. Right. This record, and I stand by actually. It doesn't sound good out in the ether, which is weird for a kind of what is essentially a pop album, quite a kind of uh, yeah a poppy record. You think it would sound good, you know, bl- <sighs> blasting out through the airways? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like in the in the in the air. I put it on my I put it on my headphones. This album takes on a completely different life of its own in your head. Mm. I suddenly started to notice all of the intricacies. I suddenly, I suddenly started to notice all of the, um, the kind of, I guess the more personal lyrical points. I mean, it's about a lot of it is to do with heroin addiction. Yeah, and um, you know, quite dark. Troubles. The uh, vocalist
1: went into rehab. What was his name Fran uh, Healy? Uh, no, Fran Healy's Travis. Oh Fran what was what's name? Matt Healy. Fran <laughs> Fran Healy. Matt Healy. So Matt Healy was yeah. uh, was in
0: rehab a lot of this is to do with his time in rehab and his yeah. struggle with heroin addiction. But Would, it but
1: you wouldn't get that from a surface listen because you know.
0: it broadly sounds like a
1: very happy record if you're just listening to it on the surface but then there's like one song um which starts with the line something about fucking and doing heroin in cars yeah and it's so kind of happy it feels really jarring and weird it does but but i i but i do uh, you know i, mean, I we do were suspect just saying that's this on purpose new order. I mean, yeah, I, yeah yeah i, I do suspect that's is, on purpose
0: yeah i mean i don't think I can sit there and go, Isn't it great that New Order were able to be yeah, exactly, really sad yeah, yeah, sounding yeah, yeah, yeah. but make really happy yeah, music yeah, yeah, yeah. and then slag off the 1975 For and do makes... exactly the same thing? Yes, yes, yes. I think it's more obvious. Uh, I think it's more lyrically obvious but less um, performancely based obvious. Do you know what I mean? That, that didn't come out right. But I think lyrically, you listen to New Order and it's quite oblique and you're not quite sure exactly what it's referring to yeah. there is no well there doesn't 19... seem to be any layers
1: this like the song is love it if uh love it if we made it and yeah. it's literally with the first line is literally we're fucking in a car shooting heroin yeah um but it is sung in a very sunshiny yeah poppy way yeah uh, which is jarring and weird but but yeah not not that's not a criticism necessarily but it, it was a bit like mm. eh? yeah
0: there's a song i mean when I put it in my headphones, I was sort of going, oh, you know, the second time around. So after I spoke to you, I, put, I listened to it on headphones. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, nah, maybe this is better than I gave it credit for. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's not like completely without merit. Because the first time I was like, this is completely without merit. It's diabolical. It's I, rubbish. It's I, a piece of shit.
1: I will say, as the album went on, I did think... I don't think this is a fucking disaster the way that you sort of explained that you thought it was. Do you know, kind of just very quickly, can I just, I think the reason you had that reaction is because of the comparisons and saying that this is a modern OK computer.
2: Mm,
0: Because
1: uh, that was my initial reaction. It was kind of like, you're saying this is this generation's OK computer, that I pity this generation, you know, kind of thing.
0: Yeah, I'd like to hope that wasn't what I thought. Maybe I don't. I, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I think you know. Obvious, I mean, is, it seems you know there is the most obvious Radiohead comparison in the, the entire. Like they've basically done, tried to do "Fitter Happier," but on the internet, I called
1: you? it "Fitter Happier
0: 2018." <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, um, it's called uh, "The Man, the man in married Who Married a, a Robot." Ro- yeah, yeah, the man who married a robot, which is basically you know vocode, not vocoder, but it's basically kind of computerized. <laughs> yeah story you know in exactly about a man falling a man, in love with the internet and yeah, then dying yeah Spoiler Which is alert. exactly the same as, as fit happier. it's enormously similar to fit but, happier but yeah. actually you can get annoyed about that and go we well, yeah, just ripped off radiohead or i mean you could you could you could do that but i don't really think there's like, i listened to it and i was like if you haven't heard fear happier then then you'll think this is really fucking cool. cool yeah like, yeah, yeah. Know, I just, yeah. I don't, and actually I, when i went <laughs> all right don't be a you know don't be a 38 year old snob about mm-hmm. it just listen to it for what it is and mm-hmm. again uh i i thought it was really good and the song and, before and it, also, i like be, me sorry just, just to on, stay on how yeah. to
1: how to make it there's nothing wrong with ripping bands rip off ideas all the time yeah most of our favorite bands ripped off band you know we just didn't hear the bands that they ripped those ideas off of you yeah. know it's done in a very kind of stark it's like They've not dressed it up. It, it's such an obvious parallel with Fair happy, Happier because yeah. the idea is almost identical. But, you know, so I think there could have been a bit more creativeness in, in the way they ripped it off. But but ripping off stuff in and of itself is not a crime.
0: Yeah, of course. Uh, please carry on. No, Sorry. that's fine. Um, <clears throat> I was going to say, like, you know, I think it was the, the song before it. I mean, love it if we made it. We You know, apart from the sort of the weird... Vocals are, are the weird lyrics at the start. I actually was like, "That's not too bad a song." Be my mistake, I thought was good, mm-hmm. and then Sincerity is Scary, I thought was really good. But when, and when it gets, to I, the, I, I, like I, I would just
1: like to say, Sincerity is Scary is the moment, track seven, I should say. So it uh, six tracks where I could not give a toss, to be totally frank. Yeah. But track seven, Sincerity is Scary, is the point where I went, "Hang on a minute, this is really good." Mm. Um, so Sincerity is Scary has got like some really interesting musical ideas and arrangements. It's a throw in the kitchen sink kind of approach. You know, there's gospel choirs, there's fucking uh, piano horns, like just, yeah, I, I, that was the point where I went, okay.
0: Yeah. And there's, there's a few, I mean, I was going to talk later on about the kind of the jam. I mean, I call them like a, mine snap snapchat tony bennett or something like that something <laughs> I um, yeah on, on mine but but it is good do you know what i mean Like i, lo- I love tony bennett uh, it, i love know, those kind of crooners do you know what like if i walked into
1: um uh fucking the jazz, jazz, jazz club cafe. i wasn't well, i wasn't gonna say the jazz cafe ronnie, but ronnie scott's if i walked into ronnie scott's and a band was playing mine that the song you know it's like track 10 track 11 I wouldn't feel that was totally out of sorts. It did have a very cool kind of smooth jazz, yeah.
0: bluesy feel. And they pulled it off. It was good. Yeah. yeah totally. I mean, I will say, like, I Like America and America Likes Me is really, that's the one where he seems to, like, for me, where I was like, wow, he's really actually bearing his soul. And I think we need, like, so anyway, yeah, my first listen I thought was shite. I've listened to it three times since on headphones and once out loud, and now I'm kind of in on it. And I, I think when, if you listen to it on headphones, you do hear all the nuances, and you do hear all the subtleties, and you do hear the interesting production techniques, and you do hear the the more experimental stuff. And we've, for the last two weeks, we've talked about two very big mainstream albums. We've talked about Twenty One Pilots, and we've talked about Mumford & Sons. Yeah. And we've said, isn't it a shame that this is considered experimental for the mainstream? And actually, I think... Of those of the three records that we've done that are very very big mainstream bands, undoubtedly, undoubtedly by some considerable distance, and that's even with us kind of praising Twenty One Pilots a little for for at least having a go. (laughs) Like -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. I don't mm -hmm. think they pulled it off, but at least having a go, trying to do a bunch of different stuff. This actually. There's a lot of in, there is a lot of experimentation on this. Yeah, yeah, I, I I would go with that yeah. definitely. I, I think and there's a lot, a lot, a lot of thought that has been put into the actual creation of this record. Yeah,
1: I I, I think I do I do agree with that. Absolutely. Um. I think the the problem for me is is. half the well production is a massive one yeah production choices it's really difficult when production choices are made on a record which you just really which just really irritate you and get into your craw but and and it just makes me feel old talking about it because i'm sure there's a whole generation of kids who just couldn't give a fuck about you know that auto-tune thing and have just grown up sort of hearing it all the time and just like what the fuck are you even talking about but if it if it irritates you, it irritates you, and yeah. because it is all over this fucking record, but I mean that that isn't the only thing. I do agree with you that this is of those three records, this is the most experimental of those albums. I think the thing is, is I only think about half of the experiments work. Personally, mm. uh, I think some yeah. of them, like for example, I, I mean we we have talked about it already, but the if we met the we're fucking in a car shooting heroin, happy, 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 yes. In one sense, it seems wrong to say New Order can do it, but 1975 can't do it. Blah blah blah. But it's also the way that you pull that off, the way that you, the craft that you put into trying to pull off dark lyrics with sunshiny melodies. Yeah. And I think New Order do it a lot better than than 1975 did on that song. I think Weezer are kind of kings of it in a way. Weezer do it much better than. 1975 like it it felt really jarring to me listening to it and not in a good way no for that's... me
0: yeah i mean I, so yeah. so i it's don't so blunt, I, isn't it i mean it's so blunt.
1: yeah and i don't i don't think i mean it is weird because part of me was kind of like i can imagine that song being sung en masse at glastonbury and the idea of a hundred thousand people singing we're fucking in a car shooting heroin does appeal to me it's quite funny yeah in a sunshiny way um but you know just because a band uses a similar technique in a similar way of doing things doesn't mean that they pull it off as well and i i i i can't say that they do compared to you know other bands that i could think of yeah i mean sense.
0: i i agree i mean i'll, I'll go back to have your pedicure again as well i just yeah. think that like they kind of bought like maybe that's what i me projecting what i wanted over what they wanted Yeah, sure. sure. And also in terms of the production of it, I mean, I don't I struggle with this, but then I do I I struggle with a lot of the production techniques, especially the kind of modern pop production stuff. Mm. But at the same time, once I listen to it enough and I was like, well, there's enough stuff going on here, I get to the point where I just go, I'm just gonna have to accept it. Mm. I'm just gonna have to accept it and kind of enjoy it for what it is. And
1: I do struggle to do that, I have to say. yeah, Yeah, and
0: I and I actually have found myself five, six listens down the line really really liking the bits that i like i don't think when i said this is one of the most biggest u-turns ever i mean i on the first listen to it i was like this is fucking rubbish i i I hated it Mm -hmm. on the sixth listen i was like oh some of this is like this song's really 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 good Mm -hmm. and actually i respect it kind of all the way through and i like Two thirds of it, at least. Okay, a lot as well. I would and say, and I've I got like... to the point where even like give yourself a try. That like, like Franz Ferdinand, shitty Franz Ferdinand. Okay. okay, I'm even like, oh yeah, I don't mind this now. And I think I'm just, I don't know, I'm just used to it. It's pop music, in it? it just gets in your fucking head. Yeah, anyway.
1: I would say I like half of this record. Okay. I wouldn't say two thirds, but but uh, about half of it. There are, um, I mean, I'm trying to think of some more ones that I'd like. Um, inside uh, Your Mind's good
0: as well Inside Your Mind That's come straight after the robot Yes,
1: one. yes, by far one of the most successful songs on the record yeah. A think. little
0: mid-period of it You know, I, I think you know, Be My Mistake, Sincerity Is Scary I Like America, America Likes Me The Man Who Married a Robot, Inside Your Mind It's not living with you
1: Can I ask you what you think <laughs> of I Couldn't Be More In Love Because I really couldn't make up my mind On that song uh,
0: No, i I'm think not sure So
1: I kind of put in some it sounds like to be clear i think michael jackson's a genius but it sounds like the more insipid side of michael jackson yeah, the more it, heal the yeah. world side yeah, of yeah, michael yeah, jackson yeah. and the gospel choir came back and i liked the gospel choir the first time around but this time around it just sounded hokey and shite yeah. it's it's a very person it's clearly a very personal song but i i was so torn with it I think you know what I think records that do make you feel torn and go god I don't know how I feel about this that's actually a really good thing yeah and fair play I, I think
0: you'll end up when you feel like that usually you, I think you end up going to the, a place where you go oh, I like it
1: you usually do I agree and I think I probably will with a few more lessons. do you like Earth
0: Song? I do like Earth Song I bet, actually no, think about the first time you had Earth Song and when you went what is this shit
1: mm, the first time I I was 10 So I didn't ever have that with a song because I was 10. Um, But um, yeah, I I know know what you mean. I think if I'd heard it when I was 15, I probably would have been like, what is this shit? And then, but when you're 10.
0: (laughs) Renfrey's younger than me. Uh, (laughs) That is what we've learned. I'm not trying to point out. No, no, no. Anyway, um, against all odds, I quite like it. I do as well. Can we?
1: But uh, I quite like it. But I'm, I'm fucking. I'm going to address the OK computer in the elephant in the room. It's I. I, I this isn't the band's fault per se, but it is fucking annoying. When I mean, if this, if reviewers really think it is this generation's OK computer, then fine. But I think it's a really lazy shit
0: comparison. I I think they've gone for it, haven't they? They've gone for it.
1: Thematically, yes. Because thematically, it's about alienation and sort of at once being scared of modern technology, but at the same time being a slave to it. And in a sense, it is a okay computer, but 20 years on. Because, you know... Which is kind of what they said. Yes, and uh, like they did release a... um, they released, like, a 26-page pamphlet? Oh, no, a 24-page manifesto, apparently, um, like which went out to press and stuff like that. Um, that includes manic scribbles, like, this idea has done, been done before, and a picture of Healy petting a dog whilst on the toilet, and a technophobic survey of our contemporary clusterfuck of an existence that concludes the left and right grow more apart, but you can just click add to cart, which all sounds very okay, computer, doesn't it? Does. It
0: does, yeah. And so I feel that that's actually it's not a bad comparison. But what you're doing is you're going, I prefer OK Computer as a piece of art.
1: No, I'm saying the quality of this record is nowhere
0: near OK Computer. Yeah, but that's, well, that's what I've just said, but in a different way. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's what you're saying. You, you like OK Computer more than but, you but like this. I
1: think what bugs me, and this is more to do with the journalists who have said five out of five, this is this generation's OK Computer, is they've cottoned onto a few themes and gone, oh, it's the same thing. And and it, uh, like, it's no, it, it's I, so far away.
0: And you might not like me to hear this. You might not like Ooh. to hear this. I don't think it's a terrible comparison. I think it's quite an apt comparison. I don't... For everything you've just said, plus the fact that I'm not sure there is anyone else doing what the 1975 do on this record at this point. And it's brave enough. Like, yeah, obviously, I. if you said to me, what would you rather listen to, this or OK Computer? Obviously, I'm going to listen mm. to OK Computer. Mm. I think it's a far, far better record. But, I mean, I actually think that, then you know, the 1975 have, have at least tried to make a very grand and ambitious record. They have. Yeah, they oh, have. I agree with that. They have. And, you know, like you say... The quality of it, you can go, well, I don't really like that. I don't really like modern production. I'm not sure about that. That's a bit jarring, blah, 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 Mm blah. But they're a bit, you know, people said this shit about, I mean, particularly about Kid A, more about Kid A than OK Computer, apparently. Mm -hmm. But like, well, no, I don't know. The the naysayers of OK Computer really didn't, wow, it's too slow. There's not enough singles on it. You know, like these things were being said. By people of our age about OK Computer when OK Computer sure, came out. Sure, 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 sure. This is sure. Like, this is rock music. It's electronic. Yeah. all that stuff. Definitely. So I think actually, I am going to give that as a comparison. I'm not going to say the guy from the Enemy, well done, pat on the back because it's an obvious comparison. I made it within, you know, uh, by the by the time that bit came that. Fucking man with the, with the oh, internet came in. It was like, the well, most obviously, obvious. that's, yeah, his, yeah. that's I've ne- you know, it's so so blatant. And they, but fuck me, if you're going to try and rip off an album, try and rip off a computer. I just think the, the or try and update an album. If you're going to try and do an update of a record, and I mean the fact that I'm not, we're not absolutely sh- laughing our brains off at them talking about it in the same way as like a computer to me means they've done a pretty sure, fucking good job sure. of, of, of getting close to a, you, you know, eleven out of ten all time one of the greatest records ever made ever, 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 ever. And that is worth something. But, I think.
1: T- but to be what i'm saying and like at the beginning of this i said there's nothing wrong with ripping off ideas and and that that is a part of music and a part of art and a part of creating stuff yeah the thing is is this seems so intrinsically linked i know there was that dark side of the moon comparison but this is very even even that 24 page manifesto stuff and all that kind of thing it's like right that's very Radiohead. i mean that's something that they would have done 20 years ago but you know um and it feels like they have tried to make another okay computer. And I think artists are at their best where they go, let's take a little bit of that. Let's take a little bit of that. Take a bit of that, 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 that and that, and push it into this. And there's, a, well, there's a, I suppose the other elements that they've taken are all elements that I don't like, I guess. Yeah. That, well, there you
0: go. <laughs> you know, like there's, when you think Radiohead kind of lent a lot on Krautrock and... You know, yeah. I get, and, and sort of like Berlin era Bowie and, and the 1975 have lent on modern pop, modern pop and yeah. sort of jazz yeah. and, and blues and stuff like that. And you think, well, yeah, you know, and I guess like Calypso, whatever that fucking music is, um, and Vocoda, like they've not done exactly the same thing. They've, like you said, no, are no. thematically taken massive influence from it. And I, you know, I guess it's no different to... Uh, I'm trying to think of someone. I just got Gre- Greta Van Fleet in my head, and I can't get them. <laughs> I can't get them out, and I don't think that's even worth.
1: Do you know what? I I think, I think the the thing that gets me the most is more this 24 page manifesto thing. I think that is where it goes. Which sounds ridiculous, I know, because that's basically marketing material. Yeah, but it's just like, oh, you're really not even trying to hide it, are you? It's kind of like I don't, I don't know. It's just it that really got in my craw a bit because it's just like. Lots of bands have hell. done
0: that. It's not like it's just Radiohead. I mean, obviously they, you know, this is, but it's not just Radiohead have done that. Just
1: the phrases and stuff, and the 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 way that they're worded are just so Radiohead. It's just it's just a bit like I don't
0: know. There's going to be people well, who've never don't. heard "Okay Computer," yeah. so you yeah. know, fine. And they don't sound like Radiohead. No, they don't. No, I mean, they, they genuinely. Don't. No, like they really. They really we don't. We know because we know what we're listening out for. Yeah, and yeah, I'm yeah, sure yeah. most people who listen to this podcast. Probably yeah. listen to Radiohead, and they will probably listen to this, and they'll go, yeah. "I see what you're doing." But yeah, I think yeah, yeah, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Most people probably won't get these references.
1: Uh, a large chunk of their fan base, I'm sure,
0: won't. Yeah. So yeah. And yeah. And what is wrong with what's wrong with that? Yeah. And it's not as good as OK Computer. Like, <laughs> I it's, know. it's not. And I don't think anyone will ever truly. I think when we go twenty years down the line people will still be talking about OK Computer. And they probably, they might still they be talking about be this. Talking I think they probably will be st- still talking about it. I think in 20 years' time, I still think people will be talking about this record. I just don't think they'll be talking about it in the same... Re- I mean, you know, OK Computer's been voted the singular greatest album ever made on multiple uh, occasions. Multiple occasions. Okay. Yeah, it's
1: kind of boring now. The <laughs> yeah. but, but, you know, it
0: is a good contender. Yeah, whereas it's I don't think... You, know, you, In 20 years' time, people might have this in the top 100 or something. But I don't mm. I don't see it Maybe. being the same. Yeah, I know it won't be in yours. <laughs> well not be in mine. <laughs> anyway, well not be in mine. mine either. But anyway, that is a brief inquiry into online relationships by the nineteen seventy-five. Uh, uh, to yeah. please let us know what you think about yeah, that interested. record. I'm really interested to know what people think about this record. And I will say it is an album that sounds better in your ears than it does in the open air.
1: Yeah. Do you know what? I will also confess I have not listened to it on headphones yet, so I will do that. Yeah,
0: it really, really makes it it's, it's a compl- and it's a completely different record completely different record in your okay. careers. It honestly is.
1: Which in and of itself sounds fascinating yeah. and how many records are like that. So Fair Play, yeah it's,
0: um, yeah, it's a funny one. All right. Um, we won't go on that long for all of these records, by the way. But no, that's but, a big but one, there was it? a lot to talk about. Yeah, definitely album. there was. Okay. Anyway, the next one we're going to talk about is Nothing. Dance on the Blacktop uh, is their um, third album from the alt shoegazers, Philly Quintet. Quintet or Quartet? It's four of them isn't there. Quartet. Four of them. Yeah, Quintet. Sorry, quartet. Quintet. Sorry. Um so uh yeah, uh you brought this in, Renfrey. Yeah. I'm aware of nothing. Mm-hmm. I listened to their last album, which the Time of Tomorrow? Yeah, which I thought was quite good. It's um not what you expect from a band on... Re- are they still on relapse? They were. They were Are on they
1: anymore? I can't remember. But they definitely were on relapse. It's... um the are shoe- they are. They're still out on relapse. Is it? Cool. They're shoegaze revitalists, they I'd like to say. Yeah. Uh, Alt-90s kind of thing. Um, but very good at it. There aren't many... They're certainly one of the... Band- I, I, I love Nothing. I yeah. think they're great. I really, really like they them. I think Guilty of Nothing is a very, very good debut. I think Tired of Tomorrow is... A brilliant album, actually. I, I really, really love their second album. Um, shall I just go straight into it? Right. I sort of brought this in because um, I'm. this is one of my biggest disappointments of the year, I think. Is it? Yeah. Um, just because, because, because of how much I love nothing. Um, I think they're a really cool band. As far as those kind of turnover, title fight did it a bit. Um, I suppose Emma Ruth Rundle to a degree I mean I think she's doing something totally different with it but in terms of that shoegazy vibe thing coming back I think nothing are one of the better ones (laughs) towards the top certainly yeah I think so with the first two records but I found this one when you get to a third album you're sort of wanting or expecting or hoping for a band to make a few changes maybe and this to me I remember when I got it sent to my inbox. I was really fucking excited. I stopped whatever the hell I was doing, which I don't remember at the time. Probably drinking, drinking,
0: drinking and selling crack.
1: <laughs> so I, so I fucking a cat. Got off the phone and I was like, mate, we am going to have to do this crack deal later because I've just got the new Nothing record. Put it on, and um, I uh, was really like, oh. After 45 minutes, I just thought, ugh. Oh. Hmm. And I have spent. And it came out around the time that we started doing, right, doing this podcast.
0: Yeah. And I kind you pushed of... pushed to get it on and then we kind of... Never I pushed it
1: anyway. to get it on and then I kind of shut up about it because I didn't like it. And I kind of wanted to give it more time because I want to like it so much. I would say in the last four months or so, I like it more than I did. But I still think overall it's a disappointment. And it's funny because we've got Album of the Year lists coming out now. I noticed on, I think it's Alt Dialogue, it's number nine or something like that. Is it? And I'm like, woof. To me, there's nine songs on this record. I think four of them are good. And I think the other five are a bit meh.
0: Are the four uh, quite close to the start of the record, perchance? Um, most of them are, I think. The mm. first one i say is Blue Line Baby, which I think is great. I thought the first two were good.
1: Oh, okay. Nah, not so much the first one. Um, I really like Blue Line Baby, You Wind Me Up, I Hate the Flowers, and Hope is just another word with a hole in it. Right. Um, But I think there's a lot... Like, Us We Are sounds like it's going to go into Creep by Radiohead. (laughs) Like, it it, it does start... Like, I I keep thinking it's going to... And I can't... Despite the fact that I've heard that song now multiple times, I can't get that out of my head. Mm. Um... There's a song on it, which is seven minutes and 46 seconds long called The Carpenter's Son. Sun. Sun. Um, and I quite like nothing when they're long and sprawling and stuff. This is by far the longest song they've done, but just bores the shit out of me. I think it's really... I think it's a very, very difficult... I really love shoegaze music and this kind of thing, but I think it's very easy to fall into... You know the, the classic thing of them saying that they just stared at their feet all the time. It's very easy to fall into... Almost fall into yourself when you're playing it, and not actually project anything of any interest. And I think nothing were really good at avoiding that until now. Until now, uh,
0: that's funny. I, I quite. I mean, it's luscious. It sounds. Like, I. I really like. I mean, we we would I mean, I'm not comparing it to this in any way whatsoever. But well, I am because I'm about to do that. But I'm not <laughs> in terms of quality. I don't think it's anywhere in the same stratosphere. But. You know, we talked about sugar last week, and that kind of yeah. ability to do something really, really sweet, yeah. but something quite hard as well, which is kind yeah. of what Bob Mold has made a career, career out of, yeah, in yeah, yeah. absolutely wonderful ways. Um, they've got that. I, th- I think they've got a nice ability to kind of to sound quite hard, but sound quite luscious as well. Um, yes, I, I totally although agree. I don't like this as much as say, oh, we talked about Kississippi last week, and I mm-hmm. think that really does sound, you know sun blushed and mm-hmm. uh and and you know and, and pink yep Do you know it literally has a pink cover yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah 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 but yeah you're right you're absolutely right um and this is obviously trying to be a bit harder than that and i i think yeah. it's like you know as someone who has listened to those first two nothing albums but never really gone back to them and never really yeah. paid a okay. hell of a lot of attention to nothing i thought this is a fairly nice way to pass a try the time i, I mean it's not as catchy as like a lot of these bands that a lot of the bands who do that that i really really like Mm. but i thought it was pretty good i thought Uh, it was pretty good i mean again i don't have a a great deal of reverence for them so mm. i was kind of just like oh yeah this is quite nice and uh,
1: certainly not saying it's a terrible album by any stretch of the imagination and you know just to reiterate i love this band but i suppose that's why i'm disappointed with it because in my opinion they released two very, very good albums. I would go as far as to say The Tired of Tomorrow is probably one of my favourite albums of 2016. It was up there, certainly. Mm. Um, and they followed it up with a, what I would say is a very average record. I don't think it's a bad album at all. I just think it's very, you know, it's not, it's not indicative of a band who are at the top of this kind of scene at the moment. And yeah. nothing tends, I think nothing are certainly up there. Um, And this doesn't sound like that, except in fleeting moments, like those four songs that I mentioned before. Fair enough.
0: In well, opinion. yeah, I thought it was fine, but, I'm but I think, not
1: I, but I do fucking love nothing, and I do hope this is just a mere sidestep. And I, I, you know,
0: it's. I mean, that's one thing I will say. It sounded exactly how I expected it to so. sound.
1: Yeah, and don't you think on album number three they should? I think two records like that, fine. Like, yeah. shouldn't you be changing the formula just a bit? I don't want them to change it entirely, mm. but just do something a little bit different. And it's not. This is just diminishing returns now. I feel. Yeah, and I would like. I feel that they are capable. We're talking about, like, the bassist fronts Jesus' piece. Yeah. You know? Um, and, like... I well, don't expect him to fucking
0: do anything like that. No, but, but <laughs>
1: but like, they come from a hardcore background and stuff like that. And, like, I, I'm not asking them to do that, but I believe that they can... They are capable of doing other things and broadening out what nothing is. And at the moment, nothing feels like it's in a very, very tiny box. Yeah. And it's okay being in a tiny box for your first record and maybe even your second if you do the first record, 15, but 15 better. You're ACDC. <laughs> well, I don't think that. But, <laughs> uh, but uh, uh, Renfrew's controversial opinions on long standing <laughs> bands. Um, but once you get to your third record, you really need to start expanding out into something different. And the fact that nothing happened to me is a big disappointment, personally.
0: Okay. Well, anyway, I thought it was all right. That's um, Dance on the Blacktop by Nothing, and it is out right now. Right, our next album. This is the first one, really, that I've brought in of this whole bunch that I've insisted that we do, apart from the 1975, but that was for a completely different reason. This is Ocean Wisdom. The album is called Wizville. Um, We're an alternative podcast. This is classed as alternative rap, Renfri. Um... Ocean Wisdom uh, is a Brighton-based rapper. This is his second album. I think he's officially the fastest rapper on the planet at this point.
1: Supposedly, yeah. He beat Eminem's... uh, So Eminem, I I think it's generally considered... What was the song? Rap God, where he does 4.31 words per second, which sounds like quite a lot.
0: It does.
1: Um, But on Ocean Wisdom's debut single, Walking... Walk In, sorry. He did 4.45 words per second. Yeah. So So, the speedy Gonzales. Well
0: done him. And he
1: can rap very fast.
0: He can. He can rap very fast. Definitely. I I can
1: confirm that. Even as someone who doesn't know a lot about rap and hip hop and all that sort of thing, I can definitely confirm that he can rap very fast. If
0: you want to, if you want to just get, if you're not interested in rap music or you're not interested in hip hop, but you want to hear that for yourself, go and listen to the break in the song Tom and Jerry. It is ridiculous. ridiculous i was
1: i, I was i was going to point to um i can't remember the name of the first track but the first track the third verse mm-hmm. of the first track is f- is it's ridiculous yeah it's, it's ridiculous ve- you can't help
0: but be impressed by that
1: yes uh-huh. but more in a britain's got talent way than in than in an artistic way <sighs> i just did a face which is like
0: yeah and so i suppose there's no point me going any further with This is there? um renfrey let's get on let's get out the fucking no way, you'll then. be surprised actually what do you think of this record
1: um it's clearly a good hip-hop record and a very uh, no sorry it's clearly a very good hip-hop record um and that's coming from someone who knows very little about hip-hop uh-huh. um it avoids many of the things that grind my gears that a lot of mainstream hip-hop um, falls foul of sometimes uh didn't really hear any sort of blatant sexism didn't hear any bitches or hoes talk mm-hmm. um, no skits thank fuck no, no skits. skits oh wonderful um whilst i realise that melody is not the key component of hip-hop the melodies that were on here weren't sometimes i find the melodies in hip-hop so fucking irritating none of the melodies on this record are are what i would deem irritating they're all really classy they're all done really well they're they tend to be played by real instruments mostly yeah. um so in terms of hip-hop being good and in terms of me objectively being able to go is this good or not I think this is very good. Yeah. I think. Um, listening to this record was really interesting because it's 80 minutes long. It's is long, isn't it? Yeah. 21 tracks. 21 tracks. 80 minutes long. Um, it's becoming a mantra now. It is too long. Mm. Come
0: on. I don't think it is.
1: Oh, you fuck. I
0: could sit. In the company really? of Wisdom, without getting bored for it. like, uh, like you know, Lateralis isn't too long, and the wall. No, isn't but there's too long. a lot
1: more going on on Lateralis and oh, the wall well, than this. It's a different type of music. Yeah, yeah, Different yeah, type yeah. of music,
0: and uh, you know, I'm just saying personally, I think <sighs> this record is and is a joy. Okay, I love it. Well, I absolutely love it.
1: In terms of the, it's a different kind of music. This is what I found really. But So sitting down and listening to this album for 80 minutes mm. made me really think about hip hop and my relationship with it and why I have not got into it. And I basically feel that it comes back to this melody thing. Melodies are something which I find intrinsically important in music and something that i like to latch on to even in really heavy stuff even when the melodies are buried under um loads of screams or distortion or discordant bits or whatever there's always a melody there and the the other key thing is it's constantly shifting and evolving in hip-hop melody is there but it's would you say would you think is it fair to say that melody is one of the least important aspects that well maybe that's a harsh bit but but what's more important is the words the rhythm the flow, yeah, the, flow the rhyme
0: the beat the flow the yeah. thing melody to me is something which kind of tickles your mind i i think whereas i think what i like about hip hop is the same thing i like about i mean i know you, you say that it Melodies in metal, even if it's very, 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 very deep. I'm not sure there's a lot of melody in Deicide. Do you know what I mean? But I don't like, like Deicide. Don't <laughs> but, well, you know, in the kind of some of the super brutal, like there's there's no melody in. I'm going to see Mantar tomorrow. Mm. There's no melody in Mantar. I don't give a fuck. It hits you so hard in the stomach. There like,
1: are, but there are melodies in Manta. They're fucking gruesome and and, and
0: and I think there's groove. I think groove and catchiness doesn't necessarily mean melody. Sure. I under I understand what you're saying. And and I think that melody is is in hip hop. There's a you know lows yep, and certainly like say, not, definitely s- Certainly and not saying it's not in there. It's j- know, it's just not the crux that a song is yeah, built up it? You, well, there's a song on it called um called Righteous, which has got this incredible roots manoeuvres on it. Yeah. yeah it's got yeah, this yeah. incredible kind of um like Carnival, uh, or I don't know if this is offensive, but like Notting Hill Carnival, that kind of like African street vibe um, mm-hmm. sort of hook to it.
1: The, the, this is the really tribally one, yeah, isn't it? That's, yeah, that's which very is cool. Fucking wicked. It's really good. It repeats over and over for the entire song. I mean, this is the thing. What I'm talking about is I've just, right, I, I hope I'm not revealing something I shouldn't be revealing, but I've just received the debut album from Fever333. Right. Uh-huh. Yep, me too. and um that has an enormous you know we're not doing the review now but that has an enormous amount of hip-hop in it i don't yeah. think that's a massive spoiler no um and because the thing is is there's a hip-hop part and then 45 seconds later it's going to go into like a hardcore part and then 45 seconds later there'll be a fucking gospel choir or something like that and it's constantly changing and it's constant there's a journey and it's constantly going somewhere melody in hip-hop for the most part as far as i can tell and certainly on this record is used as a bed to um to rap over which is fine that is the intrinsic that is how it's used in the genre but i i think that is the crux of why yeah. I don't get on board with hip-hop. Okay. And and, yeah. and I'm really glad you brought this to me because I came to that realisation listening to this album right. because I was listening to it and objectively going, this is a good record, so why will I never go back to it again? And I think that's the <laughs> reason.
0: Right. Can I talk about
1: why? It is, yeah, yeah, yeah of, of, course. Why of course. Of course you can. Of course you can.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, For me, it's, it's, it's brilliant. Like I don't listen to a lot of modern hip-hop um, I am kind of uh, exposed to some of the less interesting SoundCloud rappers. Who, like, I mean, I've, I've, I've had a few pot shots at Post Malone, who I just think is, I mean, in comparison with this, I Post Malone it, is appalling, absolutely right. appalling. And this has just reinforced how bad that music is to me. Right. Because this is fucking brilliant. It's, oh, it still sounds to me, I mean, you know, as someone who doesn't really go all my fingers on the pulse of whatever. Mm -hmm. This is, you know, really British sounding, which I think is great. It's not grime. It's not grime. I mean, I think I said last week there's going to be a grime album. There's uh, bits and and pieces of grime in it. Yeah, you know, like, I don't think it's totally with it, but I I wouldn't describe it as a grime album in any way whatsoever. I mean, you've got like... Team Dunn featuring Method Man. So it's got people in there that I go, oh, there's Method Man. Uh, I was going to say,
1: up. Method Man, Lethal Bizzle. Yeah, i uh... Lethal Bizzle. I mean,
0: when Lethal Bizzle turns up in Revin, mm-hmm. that gives me the same fucking headbutter skyscraper y- y- aggro-like feeling that you get from the most kind of down-tuned, guttural, like like Conjurer. You right, know I mean? Like I get the same <sighs> stomp the fucking world to pieces when I hear like... When Dizzy Rascal comes in on that track forget like forget about it it's fucking it's incredible and i love it,
1: it doesn't you, release the same chemicals in okay, me well, it, but no, no no carry on um, no no, no carry, but,
0: on, carry on i just think it's got such a wicked vibe to it. it it's really to me it straddles the kind of the the newer hip-hop um or a younger more kind of vibrant more contemporary hip-hop with the the sort of stuff that I was listening to. And certainly like you, you touched on it a little bit and I think it's absolutely worth pointing out that the instrumentation seems to be made on real instruments. Yeah, yeah. Uh and it has a kind of like there's um It gives it a class. Yeah, there's a kind of uh a real sort of smoky what's the song I love, Burning the Bridge, which has got like this kind of smoky we were talking about the sort of the jazz and the um the the sort of blues influence on on nineteen seventy five. There's a bit of that on uh, on on it and and on on that song and it it's fucking it's fucking wicked. Like I just think it straddles those two worlds perfectly. And if you're someone who was like, well, I really like Cypress Hill, and I really like um, you know Nas, and I really like Notorious B.I.G., and I really liked. Wu-Tang Clan and I really like the stuff that I was growing up listening to as a kid and then I kind of liked it up to maybe like Dizzy Rascal and then Mm -hmm. I sort of went oh I don't really like don't get hip-hop anymore. I think you could listen to this and go yeah it's obviously modern but it's obviously massively influenced and it's really palatable and relatable to me to the sort of stuff like Dilated Peoples, Jurassic 5, The Far Side, all those bands that I grew up really really into and it's got massive dollops of of all that on it. Plus he sounds really You know, he's really British uh, sounding, which I think is cool as fuck. He's always thought it's cool as fuck. And, you know, he's working with Roots Maneuver and and Method Man. Well, that's... Uh, I
1: I mean, in terms of... uh, Method
0: Man was the one where I was like, fuck. Yeah,
1: it's great. On his second record, you know. That's... Yeah, yeah, that's a hell... Do you know what? I agree with everything you've just said. I I, I do agree with you. Yeah, yeah, I know. I can tell. Uh, It's just
0: you don't want to listen to it I don't want to listen it's just not for me yeah
1: but I'm really grateful that we did it because I feel like I've made a minor breakthrough in terms of figuring out why this music doesn't affect me in the way that it does other you know you or Mm -hmm. or or, or other people or whatever maybe maybe not I mean people I'm sure people we've had loads of people sending me hip-hop albums uh suggestions over the last few months thank you very much I've Barely listen to any of them because we have so many albums to review at the moment. Although it's December now, so I might actually have a bit of a hip hop Christmas, yeah <laughs> um, and actually try and um, listen. Yeah, uh, if you need to come to my house, it'll be the one with the beats and the uh the rhymes oh, coming Jesus, out of it. Don't listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> it really stops you talking like
2: that. Be fantastic.
1: <laughs> I'm gonna have the whitest Christmas in the in the world. Um, and, you and Mick Hucknall. <laughs> singing to a Fuji's <laughs> album. <laughs> um, yeah, my New Year resolution will be to start a hip-hop duo with Mick Hucknall. Oh, Ooh, that'll be all right, wouldn't it? Uh, um, anyway, this album's anyway, really fucking I do, good. I do think it's obvious that this album is very, very good. And putting objective hat on, I think it's... You know some of those artists that you mentioned, Jurassic Five, uh, Wu-Tang Clan, blah, blah, blah. I prefer this record
0: to any Wu-Tang record I've heard. This, for me, is i think this you might be hearing me talking about this record again in the next couple of weeks i haven't heard a hip-hop album that i genuinely really really love for a long time i like kind of people talk about brock hampton i listened to it and i was like yeah, oh, that's really good mm-hmm. and i tried with post malone i listened to a couple of the last few kanye west albums and i just oh, I can't I even ask he's good kanye um you know and i've i've listened to um Bits of all of the the kind of the big ones that have come out. You know, mm. I listened to that six. I mean, I listened to like I was listening to six nine a couple of months ago. I was just thinking, what am I doing with my life? Mm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I mean? And um, I, probably the last time I listened to a, a hip hop album that I really genuinely went, I I want to listen to this. I want to go and listen to this on my own time in my own terms. Would be. I think the first Plan B album. That's probably the last time. Fucking hell. That was was 15, 20 years ago? No, 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 no. That that was about 2007,
1: 2008. Oh, sorry. Okay, about 10 years ago. ago.
0: And that that was the last... That's the last one that's really properly stuck with me. So I've kind of stepped way out of listening to hip-hop like i i i listen to a lot of i mean you talked about I, i've listened to that you said there was a guy who was reviewed i can't remember his name now for somebody who was reviewed and has had the best reviewed album of, of the year mm, I, no I, no name I no, yeah name and i've listened him. to that and i i'm like it's all right really like, yeah it's you know i'm just like i don't really want to listen but this mm. i want to listen to mm. and if, maybe that makes me just you know like maybe it's the fact that there are so many nods to I think the kind of the gold, if you don't mind me saying, the golden age of, of hip hop. That uh, I think the late
1: eighties, early nineties. I think most people view that as the golden age of hip hop, don't they?
0: Yeah, I think so. Like I th- that's what it gets. Called I mean, that that's lot, so.
1: that's someone as someone who knows nothing about hip hop. That's what I've always assumed. Yeah, well, kind of, yeah, the public the mid to late nineties. Yeah,
0: I yeah, surely.
1: That. Yeah.
0: So uh, there's loads of that, and I think you know with a kind of Brit grit and twist to it, I think it's really, really, really fucking good. And it sounds real. It's got all the stuff that I like about hip-hop on it. So Do you if know what? you haven't heard it, fuck I me. was going
1: to say, I don't know why this would happen, but if anyone ever came up to me and was like, can you recommend me a hip-hop record? <laughs> this would be the album I recommend them Good. now. So, so, you know, objectively, I agree with everything you're saying. Yeah. I well. just don't think I'll listen to it ever again. <laughs> but, but you know, that's that's that is more my failing than well it's certainly my failing compared to it's failing it's not a failing of the record at all no. and and it's my like i said before in the past on this podcast whenever someone doesn't like some something it's their loss so it's yeah. my loss a hundred percent
0: as well uh, so anyway <laughs> uh, that's Whizville by ocean wisdom right the next album we're gonna be talking about we got a while ago um it's by thou uh the album is called magus and it is their fifth album um, from the doomy post-black metal sludge American hardcore-y crust punks. <laughs> <laughs> there are lots of things, aren't there? They are a uh, lot of I tools. saw them supporting Converge last year. Nice. And oh, so did I. So did you. Yes.
1: They were very good. They were fucking great. They were
0: very, very yeah. good indeed. I, and I, they were, Weirdly, I hadn't had much of a relationship with them before but we, we got sent this as a, a, a sort of package this and jesus yeah. piece together yeah that was a heavy day um, yeah uh yeah so we've sort of been sitting on this for a little while um it feels like it needs to be sat on for it, a little while yeah, to be honest does, yeah. i mean it, also we had a little period where we were reviewing a lot of metal yeah
1: yeah, and yeah.
0: it feels like we've kind of not through any fault of our own or not deliberately but it feels like we haven't really done a lot of Anything really super heavy for quite a long time, huh. for at least about a month or so. Huh. So, <laughs> if you're going to go back to it, <laughs> you might as well go back with something which is fucking vile. This record it's, is. Yeah. I mean, it's I have to say, talking about you know, this is very long, and this is a hell of an under. This is one hour and twenty-two minutes. It's fucking hard. I mean, this is fucking is it hard. Work. Eighty-two
1: minutes. I thought it was seventy-five. Either way, it's. It's long, it's long and it, yeah. it, it yes, and it is hard work and it's it's certainly not one dimensional. That no, would no, that no, would no, be
0: no. very wrong. Well the fact that I just described it as post black yeah, 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 yeah fucking hardcore, crusty. Well they
1: call they call themselves I mean, you know, they don't just call themselves this but they keep going on about how they're like just a really, really heavy grunge band. Which the first time I heard this record I was like well, what fucking nonsense. The more I've listened to it, the more I'm like Yeah, well I guess if you got the heavy if you got fourth of july by soundgarden or something like that and then cranked
0: it even louder i yeah. guess he kind of do get this well yeah so, I mean, there are, you know grunge came from sort of hardcore punk yeah and, yeah 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 you know we've spoken before about my war by black flag yeah. and what that album sort of created and obviously the melvins are a band who are very very difficult to you know oh god yeah, yeah. if you think about that as sort of the genesis of grunge and i yeah. kind of understand it yeah yeah and yeah. you know it's unrefined, rumbling, you know, disgustingly heavy, Mm. screeching noise, like a lot of it.
1: Yeah, some of it's noise rock. Yeah. Some of it. And Uh, and the album ends on about three or four minutes of feedback.
0: Yeah. I mean, they just, it's another one of those records that utterly, utterly delights in annihilating your senses. (laughs) Like, it is an oral annihilation of all of your senses. And, Imagine putting I in- like that. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do. I just like that. I think this is a uh, very good record. I'm a bit more familiar with Thou than you, but not, not completely. Basically, Thou shit releases. Yeah, uh, they play. have been going for 13 years. They have five full lengths, something like eight EPs, a bunch of splits, like they did a split with the Body and stuff like that. Yeah, like. Uh, they have released so much music. This, this album is actually their fourth release this year. Is it? Fucking yeah. hell. Because um, they released three EPs earlier in the year, um, which basically... Uh, so it was the House Primordial, Inconsol- uh, Inconsolable, and Rhea Sil- Sylvia. And these three EPs were meant to be a kind of appetizer for this album. Um, so the House Primordial was a very sort of noisy drone album. Inconsolable was a kind of dark, quiet, acousticky folk record, and then Ria Sylvia is the melodic grunge EP. Yeah, and all of those EPs together form Magus. So. In terms of high concepts and in terms of like, holy fuck, uh, a record label would have never allowed that to happen (laughs) back in the 90s. In terms of concepts, it's fucking huge. And I have to confess, I've not heard all three EPs. Um, I went to the grungy one. I was like, oh, that's really good. Um, Because time. Um, But you can kind of hear all of those ingredients melding together on this record i have to say i don't think there is evenly dispersed as maybe some reviews or, or or press pack or whatever would kind of make out mm. um there's a lot of doom
0: it's a lot of doom there's
1: a, a lot of doom on this record primordial, primor- primordial primarily um which doom is not my go-to i have to say i do get quite i've got a lot of respect for doom but i do get a bit bored uh with doom i think this does a an incredibly admirable job of keeping you entertained considering it's running length
0: yeah i yeah i would agree with that i I mean it's for me it's too it is definitely but i I was about to say but even but i will say it is too long it's it's you know it's too long um, by about 15 minutes it's the old i mean again you know like it's a thing where you don't need to have this, because even though there's a lot going on and they do touch on, you know, like they are hard to, not hard to distinguish, but hard to categorise. They have their own sound. Of, yeah, yeah, they do. And But at the same time, once you know what that is, and you know you're kind of eventually going to get your fucking cranium split yeah. into a thousand pieces by it, Yeah, you don't need to do it. For seventy five minutes. You know, or eighty two minutes long. Like, yeah. Especially when like, you know, My Brother Caliban is is a second song and it's like seven and a half minutes long.
1: Uh no, it's the My no, Brother, no, My no, Brother sorry, Caliban's um, the minute long. Y- yeah, yeah, Transcending
0: yes. Dualities is the one that's like Well,
1: three of the songs on this
0: album are over ten minutes long. Um, yes. Like some of them are really long. And some of them have huge passages of kind of I don't want to. No, I'm not going to call it aimless. I'm going to call it no uncontrolled. Yes, yes. Feedback and yeah. Do you know what I mean? Which and, probably isn't necessary, uh, really. Yeah, like if we're being on, if we're being completely <laughs> to be honest, frank, yeah. because yeah, you know yeah. that when it comes back in, it's just going to go. Ah! Yeah, yeah. Um, so you could probably do that a bit quicker. But it's cool. Like I sometimes. when I mean, what we we're, t- were talking about an album. We're talking about the Leeched album. Yeah earlier in the year yeah. which has that bit i can't remember what the song's called now but has like 90 seconds of feedback yeah, yeah i yeah, monkey yeah, yeah. style it's like right in the middle where, of the record, yeah, yeah. right in the middle of it but then when it comes back in it's fuck and it just feels like you why are you you're tormenting us yeah. whereas this album does that I, that does it once on the album this does that a fair few, a few times, times. And i think it's it's a cool record and i you know sonically there's nothing about it that like sonically i think it's lovely Lovely. Oh, yeah. I mean, not lovely, it's a stupid, <laughs> stupid, stupid <laughs> yeah. word to use. But sonically, I think it is just ah oh, it's, it's brilliantly a, it's a buffet of brutality. Yeah, yeah.
1: Buffet of brutality, hello. Wow, that's down the They the Fuck yeah. you, Conjo. <laughs> we'll,
0: we'll call our podcast whatever we want. Um yeah, so it's a it's a buffet of brutality. And uh and that's cool. I just think I got full up of that buffet a lot quicker than yeah um then they were they were still feeding me i've listened
1: I've like you said we've had this record for a while i've listened to it a lot over many months i wouldn't <laughs> i wouldn't like to listen to this record a lot over like a week <laughs> um but yeah, that's
0: the thing i think i kind of went back and like because I, I listened to it a fair bit when it, we first got it and then yeah. i listened to it I've listened to it on and off over yeah. the last... But I, I, I've, yeah, I rarely get through, all the way through. Yeah. So having to go back now and to have to listen to it all the way through, it felt like a bit too much of an undertaking. Yeah, 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 yeah. I and agree. And
1: actually, that has been a theme with Thou. This is actually their longest record, but, you know, I've got their previous record as well, Heathen, and that's around 73, 74 minutes. Yeah. Um so it is a bit of a thing i mean i admire the amount of music they shit out there's an artist later who we're going to talk about who puts them who shits out even more music yeah. um but um it is a it's an amazing work ethic and the quality is surprisingly high considering yeah. but sometimes i it just it just would be better if it was shorter the other thing i'll say about thou is i actually think as a band they're most exciting when they're doing collaborations um i'm gutted to say i because i was watching zola jesus but i was at roadburn last year and they did a uh collaboration with the body
0: right yeah amazing
1: um and they released a split with the body as well and when they do collaborations i think they are at their most exciting i have to say when mm-hmm. they bring another it's sort of a cult of luna julie yeah, marina yeah, kind yeah. of thing uh julie christmas sorry julie marina was julie christmas sort of thing um thou are. The artists in residence residence at roadburn next year and i'm not allowed to talk about it but there's some exciting fucking shit going on with thou next year which whets my appetite to a ridiculous degree and um i strongly recommend if you like thou going to roadburn next year because they are doing four different shows And I can't tell you the details of those shows. Okay, well we'll we we, we better move on. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, but they are. But they are very fucking exciting, and I love the fact that thou are willing to do that kind of thing. And Mm. I think they're an important band in that sense.
0: Well, there you go. I mean, clearly very, very creative. Clearly, uh, there's a lot going on. Um, Maybe just be a little bit more succinct. Yeah. <laughs> uh so that's thou um magus but if you like that sort of if you like heavy shit if
1: you like you're gonna yeah, fucking yeah, love it I'm and to be leather. clear like this album
0: has been it's been reviewed so well by yeah. everyone pretty much so the next album we're gonna be talking about is beside myself by the band basement this is the fourth album from the uk based or uk it's post, yeah post emo underrated quintet Well, post emo is that a thing you reckon I'll go with it. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, Basement have basically become pretty massive with very, very little fuss from the sort of traditional media outlets. Yeah, they have. And they've got to a point where they're doing some pretty substantial shit. It's really weird
1: because I didn't properly... I hadn't properly heard of Basement until they reformed for... Because basically they were a band for fucking five minutes. Well, they they did two records split up reformed a year or two later and then and it was promise everything the 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 last record that they released 2016 2015 something like that was their comeback record quote unquote and i just remember everyone being like basement are back basement are back i was like who the fuck are basement (laughs) i caught up very quickly i think um color me kindness which is their second album is probably one of the best emo records of this decade, actually. I think it's mm. fucking great. For me, Promise Everything, is that is that what we're going with?
0: Uh, yeah, we are. Yeah.
1: Uh, cool. Is that what it's called? Yeah, it is. Uh. <laughs> um, was a big disappointment, actually, I have to say. But right. I wanted to bring this in because I thought this was a step back in the right direction.
0: Yeah, I like this. It's good, isn't it? Yeah, it's really good. If you miss Jimmy Eat World being... Future's era Jimmy Eat World is... is, is it's yeah. a fucking bullseye for me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Futures era, Jimmy Eat World. If you like that album, if you... Uh, that, oh, let's talk about Futures one day. That's such a great record. Yeah, it's a fucking brilliant, brilliant record. Brilliant, yeah. One if of my favourites. If you like that record, if you like that era of Jimmy Eat World, I mean, it's not quite Bleed American, it's certainly not Clarity, but if you like that album, if you like just really, really great melodic rock songs mm. for everyone this album is that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and I, I can see why the press don't care because there's not really a story, is there? There's not What's much. What's story? I can see why the press don't care and I can see why people are, are starting to fucking lap it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like real yeah, people who yeah. want to listen to... People who just like music and like good songs yeah. are going to hear a song like Disconnect, the opening yeah, track, yeah. and go, fuck me, this is good. This is a fucking... That's a fucking great song. Yeah. Like it's immediately halfway through that's in my head yeah oh well if they're going to do 12 of them yeah. which they, they more or less,
1: or less do, do yeah, i they, i fair. Stigmata is a is the one for me i just think it's a fucking phenomenal song yes. I, I love them all I, I, there isn't a bad song on this album though um it's uh, of their four albums it's my second favorite i mean color me kindness is a kind of classic i think of of the modern era but but this album is really really good and it's probably the follow up that Color Me Kinda should have had. I don't know uh-huh. why Promise Everything, Promise Nothing um, didn't. I mean, it, it obviously didn't <laughs> didn't click it. with me because I can't remember the fucking title of it. <laughs> yeah. um, but um, you know, this this is just Basement being great again, like really fucking good. And I think there was a little burble in the press at the time when Promise Everything br- came what? out. Burble. Burble. Yeah, a little burble. You know, like you're in the bath and maybe you do a little whoopsie fart. Little burble. Is that little... what
0: they you think they want to be compared to that, do you? Probably
1: not, but I was just trying to get the sense of an excitement. I think they call it a
0: blurb, don't they, surely?
1: Blurb? That's what that's what's on the back of a book.
0: But well a burble? Was that was that official? Was that real?
1: If Shakespeare can invent words, referee Dubbin can invent. <laughs> I
0: just realised had about out of body experience. Deben can't even say words. I
1: had an out of body experience <laughs> halfway through that sentence and realised what a cunt I sounded like. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so no, I'm, the... a, I'm kind of like Shakespeare. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Did Shakespeare ever interview Soupy from the Wonder Years? No, <laughs> so don't. Uh, anyway go on yeah whatever you Basement want to call it are yeah. Yeah. Basement are great end very of good. yes it sounds good 40 minutes yeah there isn't uh, a, that,
1: that's the thing that you're right there isn't a story but it's not, it's just really so good. what
0: you know yeah uh, there's not really I, I don't want it and, and I don't care about a story to be no I, I don't I probably wouldn't be particularly interested in reading interview with basement i just want to listen to their records and if only there was a way for magazines to go could you just listen to this and like it doesn't matter they're just normal dudes making really cool songs
1: i've always tried to do that but yeah yeah and
0: and, uh, i you know it doesn't strike me that there's a lot of drama or a lot of fucking anything you know kind of that desperately needs to be exposed to go along with basement it's just a they're a they, and even like, dare I, you know, this is going to sound kind of disparaging to go, they don't even make particularly interesting music. They don't make particularly original or um, unique music, but they just make really, really fucking good mm. melodic rock songs.
1: I agree with original and unique. I think interesting is a bit harsh. Saying they don't make, were you saying they don't make interesting music? Sorry? No, I
0: mean, okay, I don't mean they don't make interesting music. What I mean is they don't make music which is clearly like whatever you think about the nineteen seventy five record. Mm-hmm. All that shit's interesting. Sure. Whereas basically just put an album out full of fucking tw- and it's twelve, twelve songs that are all all of them are between three minutes and four and a half yeah, minutes yeah, yeah. long. Every single one of them are. Every single one of them are. Melodic rock songs, yeah. There's about one, there's one ballady one, but there's yeah, 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 but even that, yeah, even yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, melodic rock songs that are about you know something, and and they're not about he- fucking doing heroin in the car or anything, do you know no. what I mean? They're just about, hey, uh, you know, love's nice, life's okay, yeah, this is this, yeah. and you go, yeah. It's but really sometimes that's exactly oh, yeah, what you need. Exactly. That's it's exactly what it's, you
1: want. It's really good. And basement fulfill that very well. Yeah, so. they
0: do. Um, so, like we say, it's not really much of a story. But it's listen ju- to it. It's good. You are. But, but listen to it. It's but good. But listen to it. It's. <laughs> It's bloody good. It's bloody 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 good, in fact, I would say. I really like this record. Three a lot. bloodies, eh? Yeah, bloody I want all and Sugar then. It's bloody, 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 <laughs> bloody, 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 bloody good. You're fired. Um So anyway, yeah, that was Basement. Um the next record we're gonna be talking about is from another band that I brought in. Oh
1: yeah.
0: Uh the band are called Wire Love. It's a weird name, isn't it? Very weird name. Um and the album is their debut album. It's called Leave the Bones. This is the debut album from a German post-hardcore collective. Yes. Um, can, I, I, can I start this with a question? With it. Yes, you can. Where did you find this, Steve? I actually, I've already spoken about him, and this is why I answer his call in so many ways. Jonathan Seltzer at Metal Hammer sent so, this to me. Second mention. Yeah, Lovely man. said, Can you review this for me in the right. magazine? Right. I'm getting in first. I think it's going to be on the next Hammer. So right. it's fairly new. Uh, it's uh, a,
1: a, came out last week, didn't it? Yes, yeah, as well as this. Yes, yes, yes. So yes, it's very new.
0: It's very, very new. new. Yeah. So I reviewed it in Metal Hammer. I'm uh, going to talk about it now as well and it's, say basically the same thing.
1: Um, I this is fucking great. It's good. Here. The reason I asked that, um, is it's a this is a really good album. Like in terms of um. It's sort of post-hardcore in this... Like, these arms are snakes. These arms are snakes. Hopeful, Hopesful. Bit of botch. I feel like I talk about botch all the time. Probably because I fucking love them. Um, interesting. Oh, sometimes awkward. Sometimes Fugazi-esque bits and pieces. Bit heavier than that. But, you know, post-hardcore that goes in interesting directions and sometimes has a kind of... Um, there's sometimes a bit of buildy build like post rock kind of stuff. I mean, it's just really good. I think the reason I mainly ask this is because A, I'd never heard of them at all. Um, I went on their Facebook page. They have less than three hundred likes.
0: I know. They Why? are tiny. What a new band, a brand new band. It's their debut album. I appreciate
1: that. But but that's not a brand new band is a band who have started rehearsing <laughs> like,
0: yeah, yeah, like yeah. you know like they well, they're they're just, a German. okay well let's, if we dissect it they're dissect a german ha- post hardcore band yeah who yeah. sound like the, the for my money the golden age of well, i've the golden age of hip-hop i'm gonna say it again the or the glory years of post-hardcore post-hardcore yes. now is a completely different thing to this yes this reminds me of um you're gonna say like victory records and stuff yeah, yeah, yeah well yeah, yeah. I, I mean i was gonna say like kind of revelation right 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 um right. trust kill yep. kind of stuff like yep. i mean we mentioned hopes Fall. Yep. You mentioned Botch. Yep. I would put in the kind of, maybe not Caving, although I do like saying cave uh. in. but like Misery Signals, yep. all those kind of bands. Um, Poison the Well at parts. Yes, definitely. Poison uh, the well, yeah. Certainly yeah. the kind of, you know, You Come Before You, yep. Poison the Well. Um, and not the kind of whiny, simpering, certainly. boring radio post hardcore that you think of now when you think of the the term post hardcore if you're Mm. thinking about it in the modern era Mm. so they're making music which is clearly very influenced by music that came out 18 years ago and no one really talks about or listens to anymore like how often do people talk about misery signals who are who are yes yes and even people our age rarely do so i listened to it and i was like fuck me great like somebody's making music which sounds like someone's making post-hardcore that sounds like post-hardcore hooray
1: Mm. Mm. and really good as well yeah i mean they um that like the opening track symmetry just starts it's you know it's really quite brutal and stuff but then towards the end it has this almost dream pop dreamscape kind of quality to it you know and they use that a few times but every on the record but every time it just sounds fucking brilliant like the last song is like seven and a half minutes or something along those lines. I can't remember the name of it. Uh, bones. Yep. Um, and just builds and builds and builds. You know, that's where the kind of, like, post-rock thing comes in a bit. But, like, to this absolutely mesmeric, there we go, Shakespeare, um, <laughs> ending. You know, and it, it just, it's pretty brief. It's its kind of, how long is this record? 35, 40 minutes?
0: 40 minutes, yeah. yeah. 39 minutes.
1: It's really, I, I just, I was just stunned by it you gave it this to me a couple of days ago and i put it on and i'm just like why are people not talking i mean i suppose you've just answered that question but I, I like i feel like they should be a lot bigger than than they are and i do appreciate Germ- like they're from a weird part of germany as well aren't they they're uh, not from like berlin
0: i don't know where they're from i
1: think it's it was a place i had not heard of in germany okay. so um so maybe it's that i don't not know but berlin it's <laughs> it, it yeah. ain't berlin oh,
0: so like, munich it's it's no it do, it you before. know it
1: does begin with M, but i don't think it was munich i can't remember um i've been to munich so i've definitely heard of munich right but um oh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> look at you Shakespeare and then (laughs) boasting that you've heard of Munich what a horrible man (laughs) what an arrogant man (laughs) I just
1: can't get over you whispering your heart into the microphone (laughs) your heart you're fired (laughs) Um. (laughs) I mean I do think a lot of myself (laughs) (sighs)
0: um uh, where are we uh Uh, yeah so they're from a small part of um of Germany.
1: This is fucking great. I don't. I don't yeah. know what. I feel like I said they're fucking great a lot and not much mm. else. They're really good.
0: They are, they are. I mean, I think you know, like Red Dress, I really like. It's fucking. That's a wicked song. And then you get a song like Luminance Forever in the middle of it, which like you say brings in this like post rock influence to it as yeah, well. Yeah. So it's. Not, I heard.
1: A, I heard a bit of Fugazi on that track as well. Yeah. Heavy. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Heavier than Fugazi,
0: but Fugazi. Yeah. But it, yeah, they've definitely they're, they. They seem. Feel. They seem to be a mix between, um, the sort of what you'd expect a German post-hardcore. Because I think you can listen to, you listen to this, and once you know they're German, I think you could go, Oh well, yes, I can sort of hear that. A well,
1: um, Waterdown were German, weren't they? Waterdown were German. Because I heard a fair bit of Waterdown in this as well. Yeah,
0: Caliban are German as well, and I don't think they're really like Caliban, who are kind of very straight-ahead mm. metalcore. But I think there's a tone to the way the German band's present themselves yeah I think you can tell once you know I didn't, once didn't, you know it yeah it's yeah, very hard to describe you know. isn't yeah, it is it's very difficult to describe but i think once you know you go ah yeah of course
1: because i couldn't tell you what it is about this record which makes it water down-esque but it just it just, just immediately
0: more, i think they've the, the german bands like perversely when you think of the, the stereotype of german people i i think they're just they have it's a bit more very raggedy af- right okay sort of a bit more feral and a bit more raggedy that's how what, what i think yeah yeah yeah. And i think this yeah, is actually maybe. it's i mean in comparison to the modern post hardcore this sounds like minor threat do you know what oh, I mean? yeah, like yeah, it's, yeah. it's produced well but yeah and it has got that bit of it, it's not a complete rip it's not like it's just going oh we've got um you know we've got you come before you by poison well let's just make that like it doesn't do that it, no. it's not completely original and it really does remind you of the kind of like I say These Arms of Snakes are, yeah
1: it's are harking good. back to an era
0: but it doesn't just completely rip that off so I, no. think, I think it's cool it's a good record I really
1: like it it's sort of do you remember what was that record that um, the two brothers from Thrice did last year
0: oh um yeah. ah you tosser why do <laughs> you ask me that when I it's called Honey Blush or it's
1: definitely uh, not called Honey Lush
0: No, it isn't but I had to say something there was
1: a record that was released by the Brothers of Thrice yeah, last year which, which was reminiscent of this kind of thing and it was also very good yeah I um, did
0: interview De geezer from Thrice about that record for Hammer and oh you fucking asshole. <laughs> I cannot fucking remember. This I is can't it. remember what it's called. It's really is making people realise how shit we are at actually knowing stuff. The memory does not remain. Yeah, little Metallica reference. <laughs> um, but anyway. Um,
1: uh, but it's reminiscent of that record. I think this is better than that record though, I have to say. I do as well, yeah. Yes. yeah but that record was pretty good. Yeah. So.
0: Good. so anyway, that's called Leave the Bones by Wire Love. <laughs> that was a very chirpy way Point to say. The Leave the Bones oh. Gromit. <laughs> um <laughs> oh. rubbish. Uh, anyway, last album of the week and then we're gonna fuck off and I'm gonna <laughs> kick you out of my house because yeah. I harried. feel
1: like I've really offended
0: you this week.
1: What have I done?
0: <laughs> like, you know. It's all part of the fun, isn't it, Renfrew? Yeah. It's all fun. part of the fun. Yeah. Alright, we actually just edited a bit of the podcast out then, which we don't often do. Mm. Because um Because I drew a right your... jaffical. I said something hugely offensive. <laughs> um which i'll happily uh if you dm me on twitter i'll happily tell you but um i just don't go screenshot on it and send it anywhere and then renfrey (laughs) thought he was so offended that he decided to draw a pen on my wall (laughs) not not out of retaliation i
1: think i just had the lid off my pen you were like
0: (laughs) i was laughing uncontrollably and it just went i think we don't do it again for fuck's sake. lids on good um so we've, I think we finished doing Why I Love, Lee the Bones. And we move on to our last album, which is by Car Seat Headrest. It's called Twin Fantasy, open brackets, face-to-face, close brackets. Now, shame on me, Renfri, because this band... Shame on you! This band, this is the 11th album from the American indie band. What the fuck? And actually a reworking of their sixth album, Twin Fantasy, yep. uh, from 2011. Yep. They headline Brixton Academy... I've never even heard of this band before.
1: Um, I will say... This that sucks it? balls um, to say this. They they booked Brixton Academy, and then I think it was um, downgraded to the forum. However, they did do two shows... I think they did two shows at the Roundhouse earlier this year. I think the only reason that that show was downgraded is because they've come over a lot, basically. Right. But, you know, pedant factories. Pedant so, factories? Pfft. Good. anyway so um <laughs> they haven't been
0: a band long Head, so Cartier, have 11 albums yeah they?
1: in terms of um their output this is the band i was referring to when we talked about thou um so Thou have done you know five albums and a bunch of eps blah 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 in 13 years car seat headrests have done 11 albums in nine years eight years i think they formed 2010
0: that's unbelievable
1: um, it basically started out as will toledo um this one guy who's in the band and he was basic he was it, it all it started out as is him recording stuff in his bedroom and releasing it on bandcamp. The first four albums, which I called one two three and four um were released between may and August in twenty ten and they are albums. They I know, are right? they, yeah, they're, they're actual they're, fucking full length They're like full length 15 songs, 70-odd minute albums. And they are just him as a teenager at that point. This is the other depressing thing. He's 28. He's 28. He's 28. He's 28. Fucking hell. He wow. looks young. I saw a picture. He does look young. Um, but he just basically started recording music, whacked it up on Bandcamp just because basically because he could um but didn't really expect anything from it and then people started sort of latching onto it and he was like oh, i best i like, better get a band together i guess did a few <laughs> yeah did a few more releases on Bandcamp. then matador got involved in 2015 i think record label mm-hmm. and uh released his first full band album which was teens of denial i think no it was teens of style sorry there's teens of style teens of denial and then now we're on twin fantasy so complicated convoluted interesting history but basically they've done a shit ton of music and will toledo is a fucking genius as far as i'm concerned
0: um yeah no back front in pavement Back fronting pavement, hello. Is that what we're listening to? Because that's what I'm listening to. This is Ooh. when I listen. To, I mean, I'm coming in as an absolute layman to this band. I know nothing. I don't know any of that stuff. I know it was Will Toledo uh, was like the, the main dude. I know that. Yep. I looked on Wikipedia This is their eleventh album, and I did go fucking hell. And then saw that they'd only been together since 2010, and I did go. That's absolutely b- mental. It's mental. I know this is a re- this is a reworking of an album which I haven't heard.
1: Yes, I will say. <coughs> Excuse me. I will say that if you purchase this record uh on vinyl or C D, um it's either a double C D where you get the original on C D and the new one, or it's like a four LP box set. So you do you do actually it's quite nice package because you do actually get both records and you can compare and contrast. Um fairly different. Um it is produced well, for starters, right. um with the greatest of respect, we are talking about someone who is doing recordings in their bedroom as a teenager. Mm-hmm. The early, some of the early stuff is not brilliantly produced. The lyrics are far clearer, which is great because his lyrics are fucking hilarious in a lot of cases and yeah. just absolutely, utterly brilliant.
0: Sober to death. Sober to death. Yeah. The antithesis of you. <laughs> yeah.
1: there's, there's well. Fuck it. Whilst we on lyrics, there's this, um, there's this song, Bodies, where um, he sort of breaks the fourth wall, to bring out an actorly term for you and I, yeah. <laughs> for our past. No um, he breaks the fourth wall and kind <laughs> of says, and, and in the song, the lyrics are, is it the chorus yet? No, it's just the building of the verse. So when the chorus does come, it'll be more rewarding and then and then it continues for a bit and then the chorus comes in yeah. <laughs> and it's just like who thinks to do that sort of shit it's fucking awesome in some cases this this version of the record is actually 10 minutes longer than the original i was gonna say i mean beach life in
0: death is 13 minutes long i don't yes. know how long it, the original version be, well but...
1: actually the key song is uh that's longer is oh Famous prophets, famous prophets stars, sixteen, and a half which minutes. is sixteen minutes and ten seconds or something along those lines. The original version was only ten minutes. Right. There's this really beautiful piano refrain bit at the end, mm, which is just ah, added to it. Which is that's
0: fucking amazing, a brilliant well. yeah, that part.
1: Yeah, really good that. Um, I have to say, actually, because I I need to critique this album a, a bit at least. So here's what I've got. Um, that sixteen minute song is there's two epics on the record the 30 the uh beach 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 life and beach life and death and um famous what was it you just said it famous prophet stars those are the two epics on the record i do think beach life is death is more um successful in just in terms of like the the beats and the gear changes and the way that it goes into lots of different kind of uh places But this is the the beautiful thing about this band is they're just so kind of free flowing. It almost feels like Will is uh, conducting them through his lyrics and through his words. I mean, Beach Life is Death goes through three, four, five different gear changes. And
0: it's just a journey of a song. I but, had no idea that it was. A, I, I really thought, oh, I was going to run to another track. And I was like, God, fuck, it's the same no, song. It's the same song, yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, mean, yeah. not listening, just sort of putting it on and then going off and doing my own thing. Yeah, I yeah. didn't think that.
1: But they also have songs, like the song after Beach Life is Death is um, Stop Smoking, We Love You, <laughs> which is one and a half yeah. minutes long. I know, it's and name. it's him on an acoustic guitar, just basically going, Stop Smoking we love you stop smoking we love you and we don't want you to die and but that song is as good as the like it's not like a throwaway thing it's just like he does whatever the song demands but in some cases he goes on these really wild crazy adventures and has this amazing band following him in a very kind of college rock alternative i i hear a lot of pixies in car seat headrest um yeah, that kind of thing, you know. And it's they're a difficult band to talk about because I don't know. Do they sound like anyone? I mean, Beck fronting Pavement is pretty good, but it doesn't paint the whole picture. No, no, does it, it doesn't.
0: I mean, I I would add stuff like Daniel Johnston. Yeah, there's a bit of that. It's all the Pixies again is is a good shout. Yeah, there's so much of it that, um, even. Even at points, little tiny, tiny points. So even like, especially if you've got his bootlegs, like Ryan Adams as well. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah.
1: It's
0: such a an a, a, it's such a cool mix. It's a. It feels like a really cool mix of when. So when we did our um our uh, albums of um not our albums our, our Vita, v- the Venn diagram Venn diagram mm-hmm. and we were talking about indie and I went our oh, indies really an english thing i was going like, to ask in you my head this. i was yeah, like english is a sort of english thing but then when i listen to this and i go this feels like a kind of journey through all of american indie music yeah like bits of talking heads yeah and bits of ben folds and yep. bits of ryan adams and bits of jack white and bits of pavement and bits of cake and bits of yes. pixies and uh, you know, and bits of Daniel Johnston. Yeah. And I was like, it's, and he reminds me, he's got the same, I mean, we spoke about the Dirty Projectors and oh, I forgot the key. So the Dirty Project, the guy in the Dirty Projectors, David Longstreth, who is the kind of, the the sort of mastermind behind it. And that album doesn't sound like this at all, the one that we no. spoke about. It doesn't sound like it, that's more kind of, it's much more dancey and, and poppy and kind of trumpety, whereas this is much more angular and, um, Oh, deliberately kind of difficult although Obtuse still catchy sometimes. yeah yeah, yeah really. Still really when it wants catchy. to be catchy it's really catchy yeah but yeah. it feels like that david project exam felt like it wanted you to like it whereas i'm not sure that this I'm not sure he gives a shit. Not you, always. Yeah, no. I'm not sure if he gives a shit whether people like it or not. No, I think that's quite a cool. thing. Yeah. it's got a real like slacker vibe to it, and yeah, and um, I
1: think that Dirty Projectors um comparison is interesting because uh, what I was saying about it being free flowing and yeah. you never know quite knowing where it's going to go next. Whilst these, whilst the Dirty Projectors and Castle Seat Reds don't sound the same, they both have that quality. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they do, yeah. it just it
0: feels like one of them wants to make an album that <coughs> will make you dance, and the other one wants to just do whatever the fuck it wants to do yeah And it feels like a kind of wild animal uh it's really good it's really good and it reminds me so much of so many i mean that's it like when we we obviously we're talking about to bring everything back around full circle talking about the 1975 and comparing it with radiohead you go well this doesn't actually sound like radiohead Mm -hmm. in any way really Mm -hmm. like apart from you making a computer voice in like it doesn't actually Mm -hmm. sound like like radiohead it's not really got anything to do with the you can dress it all up and you can make as many pamphlets with the same word in and you know sure. as, as you like but you don't actually musically it's quite hard to draw a line between it whereas yeah. this like i say just feels like enveloping yourself in an entire 30 year back catalogue of american underground indie music yeah i think that's and fair I, I think it's it's really really cool
1: yeah yeah it but it does it really really well i mean yeah it is it's a hell of a journey all the car headrest albums are journeys you know they're really really good and interesting and i think this whole idea of we've talked about it a bit about going back to records and redoing them and stuff like that doing a bit of a george lucas thing on them is um sometimes often actually not really a smart move no rarely a good idea in this case i mean he's never been happy with the (laughs) record he's always been quite vocal about that but in this case he really i mean i'd be hard pressed to anyone who says oh the original is better i'd just be like well your opinion counts for nothing because it's just it's just one of those things where it's just so starkly like yes this version is so clearly better and it's so much better realized and a bit grander. And, you know, I've had some, this album came out in February Mm. and I've had the double disc for, for ages and I re-listened, you know, I'd never had it on CD. So I sort of listened to it on CD. I was like, Hey, and then listened to the revamped version. And I've not got back to the original since.
0: Right. Okay. And it's an
1: album that I was familiar with before. Mm. And it's like, yeah, it's, it's, it's brilliant. Um, you know i i, I it, it, it's i think he just defies conventions in so many ways in yeah. that respect you know um and it is interesting it does feel like a bit of a cult thing what you're saying about like you know he's done two shows at the roundhouse and forum and all that kind of thing he does feel like people who know him are fucking obsessed with him yeah but for some reason uh it hasn't kind of Maybe because it is sort of willfully obscure in a way. Yeah. Maybe, it, maybe it is something to do with it kind of like being like, oh, you can like me if you want. I don't fucking care. Yeah. And there is that feeling to it. It does feel but like
0: it. I mean, like I say, I'm, I obviously haven't been looking that hard, but I never even heard of them.
1: Yeah, interesting. Okay. Yeah. So um, anyway,
0: but it's, uh, it's obviously a thing. So it's Twin Fantasy. Um, this is a
1: great record, but I will say, I don't even think this is his great, best record. Um, Teens of Denial... Uh, okay. His previous album is fucking unbelievable, and All if right. you just want to hear one song by Carzy Headrest, may I point you in the direction of Killer Whales slash uh, Drunk Drivers? Okay, which is a which is a song title, by the way, Killer Whale slash oh, Drunk Drivers, oh, <laughs> yeah, All right, um, um, which is phenomenal and just has everything.
0: Cool. Well, let's give you a little recap about what we've spoken about, and then we're gonna fuck off. So we started with the 1975, a brief inquiry into online relationships, which is. Well, it's a 1975, isn't it? Yeah. Um, Dance on the Blacktop by Nothing was the kind of disappointing third album from the shoegazy band. Um, Ocean Wisdom's Wizville was the rapper, the Brighton-based rapper, the fastest rapper on earth. I'm rapping.
1: I'm rapping. I'm rep rap, Rapping. Oh,
0: I don't do that. Um, and <laughs> it's a reference. <laughs> yeah, I know it is. It's Magus by Thou is the um, the doomy post-black metal sludge. Merchants who will be pe- appearing at Roadburn next year. A lot. Uh, quite a lot. Uh, we also had Beside Myself by Basement, just great kind of Jimmy World, thrill. sunny yeah. rock songs if you like good. Rock music, then uh, that is one for you. From it, switch um, we had "Leave the Bones" by Wire Blood, the debut album from the German post-hardcore band. Who we don't know where they're from in Germany exactly, but we do know they sound a bit like Hopeful uh, <laughs> yeah. and a bit like Poison the Well, and that's yeah. a bloody good thing. And we ended with Car Seat Headrests' "Twin Fantasy Face to Face," the reworking of their 2011 album from the nutty, all-encompassing American Americana indie. Band or man, Will Toledo, and his yeah. genius mind. Yes. All right, anyway, good. So there you go. Um, next week, we're going to be back. We're going to be counting down numbers 20 to 11 in our top 20 albums of the year, Renfrew. Is that what we're doing? Ye- sure. <laughs> we had a
1: conversation beforehand. And where- we-,
0: we said that's what we should do. Uh, yeah. Yeah.
1: We- <laughs> We had a conversation before we started recording, and I I suggested I was like maybe we should split the the top twenties into two parts, considering we, we wrangle on a bit. But I didn't think we'd come to a decision on it but now we have.
0: Well, <laughs> we've come to the end of the podcast and a decision had to be made and I actually quite like that idea. Okay. So that's what we're going to do. Cool. So anyway, yeah, next week we'll be doing 20 to 11 of our top 20 albums of the year um, and then uh, the week after we'll be doing... Shall we bother doing 1 to 10?
1: We could just fuck that off, couldn't we?
0: Yeah, well, everyone knows what my number one is. So, <laughs> fucking hell. Um, so, so uh, yeah, go to musicism.net, get Riot in capital letters in the checkout. You get 25% off off. What's usually 999? Oh no, not for you, buddy. You're not our enough. mate, we'll sort you right out, and you'll be a better guitarist, you'll be a better singer, and you'll be a better producer for doing that. We're off to have sex with a cat. We're fucking not. No, usually <laughs> get, get out.